0: All right, we are now looking like we are live. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Xbox Roundtable Podcast. This is show number 287. I'm Invader, and it's a pleasure to welcome you all here tonight with us. Welcome, welcome. We have a lot to go over tonight, and believe me, that is not an understatement if you've been following all the news. we have had massive, massive Xbox leaks that show an interesting piece of uh, their roadmap. Uh, the UK CMA has done a 180, it seems, and will now approve the ABK uh, deal with Xbox. And we even have uh, to talk about the Tokyo Game Show to uh, cover that happened the past week. Uh, some news there. No idea how we'll cover everything tonight, but you know what? We'll give it that old college try because. Hey, why not uh joining us tonight we have show friend plume network
1: plume how you been i've been doing great i'm excited to be on here tonight i don't think there's a better week to be on this podcast right now with everything that happened last week like you said with the leaks tokyo game show it's just been absolutely insane with the amount of news that's come out. but i'm doing good and i appreciate you guys having me on tonight
0: of course, hey, it's a pleasure, again, having you on, and yeah, you know, when I was thinking about people to have on, I'm like, hey, you know, plume, you know, we got the Tokyo Game Show coming up in a, in a little bit, I'm like, yeah, you know, he'd be a fun guy to talk about this with, and yeah, everything has just kind of accumulated very quickly, uh, it's going to be fun, it's going to be fun, but moving on to TXR regulars, starting off with Centurion, buddy, hey, great
2: to see you, how you been? Yeah, it's been a little while. It's been great. Um, Just took some time off, spent some time with my wife, uh, had a friend drive down. We went out and had some drinks last night and watched a band play. Definitely uh, been uh, just getting caught up around here. Also getting some gaming in. Uh, definitely ADD in it on everything, playing everything from Starfield to a little bit of Liza P. Um, and even starting to play... Um, crime boss rock a city with my buddy down here so definitely it's it's been a fun couple of weeks but i'm definitely getting ready to dive back into all this i mean when i said i was gonna take two weeks i had no idea when i'd come back that it would be on this event
0: (laughs) right um yeah no i know how you feel man like it's just been crazy like you could honestly dedicate a show just to probably one of these things alone and it would be like a fun time all around. But, uh, yeah, lots, lots to go over. But, yeah, great having you, sent. I-, I love having you here. Uh, moving on down the list, we got General MLD. Buddy, I saw you sneak in there. How are you been the past week?
3: Oh, yeah, very sneaky. Yeah, doing pretty good here. Uh, too many games to play right now. The backlog is uh, is beating me up right now. Like, I'm playing Starfield, but now I'm juggling Lies of P and uh sea of stars and october is going to have a few good games i want to play so it's just uh, uh what a time to be an xbox gamer right now never mind all the news that just dropped that like i'm sure we're all excited to talk about
2: <laughs> hey uh invader yes um just so you guys know in the private chat in the background of Streamyard, there's a gift for you guys sitting in there even for plume just click on it
0: no way, you got me Taylor Swift tickets. Awesome,
2: buddy. No, you're you it, do? It, it, it it definitely let's just say there would be no way <laughs> there'd strange. be no way to send an email that big.
0: Man, <laughs> you great. you just made uh, crusaders day here. Damn. <laughs> I
3: just opened it. Woo! Okay.
0: Exciting, exciting. All, all right, I have to uh when I'm quiet, I'm gonna have to browse through this, but thank you very much, Sent. Uh it's not even Christmas yet. Thanks. Making that a separate <laughs> window. uh so generous so generous but yeah you know i agree general mld like i was hoping we could talk about some lies of p when i was thinking about some stuff because you know we you know we we should cover some of these games right and yeah i don't don't think we'll be able to talk about this week but uh next week yeah maybe different story but looking forward to touching on that game and uh crusader my giddy friend what's up
4: Listen, I, I had at first, uh, you know, today was today was a long day for me. I had to run the AV sound equipment for mass with the uh, uh the bishop of our local diocese uh, was mm-hmm. there. And I was asked to run the sound equipment because they didn't have anyone else. So, you know, uh, that was my day. But I mean, this week in gaming was great for me. I mean, I'm the leaks and rumors guy. And man, man, was this week, um, man. <laughs> Uh, it's going to be, uh, the, the next mega thread's going to be coming out. I'm probably going to try and arrange it to drop the day after the deal closes or maybe the day the deal closes, but it's going to be probably the biggest update I've ever had to do to this stupid thing. Um, but I mean, in gaming, I beat four 40 K space Marine, Nice. I beat metal gear, rising revengeance, which was my first metal gear game ever. Mm-hmm. Um, which I know it's not like the regular Metal Gear games in almost any way, but I did. It's I loved fun. it. And then I played Binary Domain.
5: Ooh, you actually oh, got you to like it? that. Oh my god, I loved it. It's
3: so good.
4: It, it it had a couple of the boss designs were really clunky and like like difficult for no reason. But the man, it was like if Mass Effect didn't really have the choices. It was okay. just a straight action game. Yeah, and I loved that. Right. I loved it. I I was, I I kept. I was like, man, I want to get off work so I can go play more of this.
0: It's it's kind of cheesy, but at the same time, oh, yeah. like it, it's fun. It, it's a good game. It's um, good.
4: I really hope that um, because uh, the the one uh, direct game director at um RGG Studios over at Sega, this was their first game, and the one game director says he he he's if Sega will let him, he'll make another one. And I'm just like, yes, I will buy another one day one. I'll be there day one.
2: What mm-hmm. game are we talking about?
4: Binary Domain.
2: Oh wow! I have the three. I have to still play the 360 version. One, they do a remake or something. No, no, no. no I
4: was no. playing the 360 version.
5: Oh, that was compatible.
4: And I loved it. Uh, but he, the the director, game director of uh, RGG Studios in like 2021 said that they would be open to making a sequel if Sega would let them.
0: hmm I, I mean, that'd be cool. It,
4: it wasn't a. Co- it was a commercial flop in the United States, or like worldwide. It, it, it didn't
0: do well it was but it had like a cult following and, yeah it, uh,
4: it, it's it's grown over the years and i know because they just added it to the backwards compatibility program right
0: a little while ago yeah it was one of the later it was ones
4: 2021
0: it was one of the later ones yeah Yeah,
4: because i know it's fps boosted too like it, it plays beautifully on the on the console
0: well hey i mean you never know these days you never know especially with proper funding yeah. uh Let's see. Oh, and Eric Shockley, buddy, I saw you sneak in as well there. Uh, What's new and exciting?
5: Not much, but uh, (laughs) hopefully I keep saying (laughs) I'll try to get uh, into or get back to regular schedule game, hopefully this week, but (laughs) it's the one. But uh, more so just watching the shitstorm that's been all over (laughs) (laughs) Twitter. Didn't know like we'd get all those, you know. Weeks and but you know it makes a uh, makes the weeks exciting when we're you know not getting other gaming news so <laughs> yeah
0: well it's a massive drop and believe me i feel your pain i've been saying the same thing recently but hopefully this week coming up i can uh, get a lot more in Uh, okay guys, before we begin, uh, please, you know, like, and share out the show as it does help us, uh, you know, especially with the algorithm. So please, you know, to get as many people here as possible, that would be great. And Hey, if you're a new person here, great to see you. Please sub to the channel. We'd love to have you stick around. All right. Okay. My friends, uh, let's not waste a single second and get right into things, uh, talking about the UK CMA, uh, Basically, yeah, reversing their decision to now approve or pre-approve the Xbox takeover of Activision Blizzard King. In a nutshell, the CMA seems satisfied with the sale of Activision Um now that they've uh, Microsoft has worked out a deal with Ubisoft for the cloud gaming rights, um, well, basically that's just a very short summary. But uh, Centurion, my friend, I know you've been keeping up to date on things with this matter. Um, what do you think about um, you know this about face move with the CMA? Because uh, this seems pretty encouraging now, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> it seems encouraging. I'm excited. It definitely. It definitely kind of hushes a lot of people that thought that it wouldn't be possible because as soon as we saw the CMA move to block it, you know, although even I was kind of like, is there anything they can do? And obviously Microsoft persevered and they definitely had the right legal team um, and also the drive to get this across the finish line. Uh, We obviously could see that, you know, maybe cloud and Call of Duty wasn't their main focus. Um, Even Jim Ryan, we've seen in some of the documents, even from the recent leak, that even Jim Ryan knew this was more of a play for the mobile market. Um, And that seems to be like more apparent now that we were seeing Microsoft obviously take those cloud rights and sell them to uh, cloud streaming rights and sell the licensing rights to Ubisoft, uh, who's going to now disseminate and obviously sell them back to people who want to use them even crusader was talking about that there's even going to be some stipulations there um like uh, even crusader touched on it in the pre-chat like um microsoft won't be able to like try to purchase purchase ubisoft the company for at least 10 years uh they can't make an exclusivity agreement at all between the two of themselves Uh, so definitely this was a a win for xbox it also feels like a political win for the CMA. Um, that's where I still have my reservations about the CMA. Um, you know, I know some people might not like what I'm about to say, but I don't trust them, uh, because there, this has been a large amount in in my opinion, a little bit of political grandstanding from the CMA, because it just feels like they almost enjoy being like the hard ass of the regulatory community um and that it seemed like they were just really out to make a name for themselves to rather listen to logic and any amount of reasoning which is kind of like it's kind of interesting that we saw microsoft was able to get um the uk government to almost essentially put a little bit of pressure on cat and the and the cma saying hey you guys are kind of making us look like we're not a great place to come and invest in for technology. Um, And that's where it's like, I I, even during like, did any of you catch like the Bloomberg interview uh, where the, like, I forget the reporter's name, but it was like one of the heads of the CMA, the the female individual dude. She looked like the look on her face looked like somebody had just, just like totally excuse the expression, pissed in her Wheaties. It was like she was not excited at all for the fact that they were going that they're pretty much being uh that they're like we say backtracking uh, because in in her mind, she would have probably rather stick to their guns. Uh, but now that they, they realized like this has opened up a can of worms for the CMA um because of the fact that they like even the u k Parliament said the CMA needs to really take into consideration how they can um, cause a lot of problems by just being a little too controlling and that's where it I'm to me it was also it was kind of like a little bittersweet moment to see that the CMA is probably more than likely going to approve this deal um but at the same time we also saw earlier this year remember that whole thing where the CMA thought you know they put out that memo that we don't see any. Issues with the deal and competition between Xbox and PlayStation, but we feel concerned about the cloud market. And even that was like very odd, even to me and a couple other people that were very invested in watching this. And like for real, like I don't really put too much trust in the CMA because we've seen them make this move before where you think they're going to approve the deal and then all of a sudden out of left field they just do something crazy um i do have a good feeling that microsoft has definitely um won this battle but at the same time i'm not going to sit there and pop the cork on the champagne until this until we are officially sure that this is going through if that makes sense
4: at least the I, i sent this in our in our private chat the full list of their residual concerns none of them seem like something that uh uh, Microsoft wouldn't agree to. They're all right. relatively reasonable. Um. Uh, it was so funny. I was watching that Bloomberg thing that you were talking about. Uh, uh, Centurion. Hmm. Did you um? E- even she was like, "Yeah, we're just waiting for Microsoft to return with like slightly amended things." And I was like, "Oh wow!" Like, and because I was in your headspace until I heard that lady say that. That like she was like yeah we're just waiting on Microsoft so like I don't even think this is gonna take till the full October deadline. Uh, that what is it October eighteenth sixteenth eighteenth yeah eighteenth yep. Um, because none of this like if if you look at the list none of it looks that horrible.
1: No and uh, the, I think. Because if they're still going to be waiting as well on third parties and their feedback as to yeah. what they think about this new deal, but I, I think the most interesting thing that's going to come out of this is is Sony going to push back again when they submit whatever they are? are they going to concede now, yeah. uh, knowing that this deal like they signed
6: I'm, a deal, <laughs> like they
4: can't. Yeah,
1: like, exactly. What are, what right? are they
4: going to say? What is their what is what they're saying even mean, anyways?
1: No, exactly. No, so we're still be...
4: against this deal. That's why we signed a binding agreement with them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so the them waiting for the third party stuff. Probably will be nothing coming back. So I feel like it's. I don't. Maybe know. Would it be I have Google
4: and Apple. Google and Amazon.
1: It... Could be. Yeah. When I mean, Amazon's
4: maybe. gonna win like cake with this because those games are gonna go straight to Luna. Yeah. Because uh, Ubisoft does all their streaming on Luna.
0: Oh, yeah, is that a... right? Hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: They have a channel. They have a, they have a stream. Oh
6: yeah,
0: that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah.
4: Cause like, I mean, for gamers, this literally means every streaming service that still exists is now covered. Stadia, of course not, but like everything mm-hmm. else will be except for maybe PS plus premium, but like that's different.
2: Am, Am I the only person that feels that maybe this Ubisoft deal between Microsoft and Xbox is a little bit of a backfiring of PlayStation's involvement like it's like the way i look at it this is just yet another reason that playstation plus looks devalued because if by some chance um call of duty games are put in ubisoft service ubisoft also still puts um some of their more sought after games in in i mean excuse me in ubisoft plus or whatever they're streaming uh Subscription is called, but PlayStation, we all know has taken the stance of we will not put our games day and day in our service, and we don't know when they'll come to the service. It could be six months, 12 months, it could be 24 months before you see a game that you really want to play and put in the service. Um, and that's where it just feels like because of Sony's meddling and getting the CMA to do what they did basically playstation created more competition for themselves stronger competition when it comes to subscription services and it's almost like you guys are backing yourselves into a corner where you are going to have to start putting titles that people want to play day and day in your service even the judge during the ftc trial even said why does playstation refuse to compete
4: yeah uh, yeah. I, I'm really curious about that because Ubisoft Plus multi-access, multi-access being the keyword, is not available on consoles yet.
0: Right, right. Only
4: Ubisoft Plus is. Ubisoft Plus and Ubisoft Plus Classics, though I don't think you can get the Ubisoft Plus Classics separately. Um, oh no, Ubisoft, uh, Ubisoft Plus multi-access will be coming to PC, Xbox, and Amazon Luna.
3: Well, interesting. I I don't think that was the plan, but it's just—it's just like a—it's just—it's just just the consequences. Ideally, Xbox would have preferred to keep it all to themselves.
4: Uh, Yeah, I—I'm curious. Oh, ideally, yeah. PlayStation doesn't allow any other companies to stream games on in their ecosystem. They are the only ones who have a cloud platform available. Microsoft is also mostly like that, but there is a single thing that is cloud enabled that is another company so, like another streaming service. Funny Send, you do you remember that? what it is? What? It's the retro game thing. And the mm-hmm. ant what is it? Ant Online? Yeah, ant stream yeah. online. Yeah. Ant Stream yeah. Online. So I'm not shocked to hear that the Ubisoft streaming is going to be available on Xbox. I'm curious if these streaming games are even going to be available on PlayStation.
2: So in some of the stuff I sent you, you'll find it. Um there's a internal chat. I think let are you familiar with what Slack is? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah so yeah, it's yeah Discord, so I, I don't profit. know if it's a Slack chat, but you can tell it's an internal chat. Yeah. Where somebody is conversating about wanting to let the the Microsoft engineers try to figure out if it's possible for the Xbox Game Pass yes. streaming to work on the browser of the PS5.
4: Yep, and it yeah. it doesn't work because there's not um uh whatchamacallit? They don't have all the web hooks. Um because it's not a real browser. It's not like a functionally complete browser. It it's well, and only that's where meant, it's that's meant why to be they... hidden and not work.
2: For, and that's why they were yeah. asking the engineers to start playing with it. Yeah. Because I think they're trying to make a version where it can get around those limitations.
3: Yeah.
4: Um the only thing is like for an end user, you have to know how to force that browser to open and be guidable. Mm-hmm. Um so it's is it a real solution for it? it's? A, it was a fun thought experiment. I was I read that Saturday's emails. That was a very fun thought experiment from them. But it's I I doubt that I ever went anywhere because it's not it's not feasible. You're not gonna have enough people doing anything with it. And Sony will clear up the ways that you can hack and ta- like hacky get into uh, have access to it. All right. But yeah, that, that was a very cool email where they were like, can we get this to work on PlayStation's thing? Are they purposely blocking it? Or is it just the the browser is like fundamentally not not a real browser?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I think I'd asked this before the show started, but when is like the official like thing supposed to happen in for the whole CMA? Or not just the CMA, but like um there's something happening in October, right? That October, I think
2: October 16th is like the expiration date. Those yeah, the
4: 16th or the 18th.
2: So I've heard that we could possibly get an actual approval by October 6th. Yes, because the CMA has, uh, like they just mentioned it, the CMA right now is in a process that we've already seen before where they take in uh, outside opinions, both from the public and competitors in the market right. on how they feel about this new deal. And they won't give their approval until that process has taken place. And I think that's where um, they're supposed to kind of give their final verdict as of October 6th, because I think the the process of taking in all those outside opinions kind of comes to a close by October 1st.
4: Yes, that's that is correct. Yeah. I
0: mean um, that would be wonderful I mean just to get this shit out of the way finally.
4: <laughs> I suspect it, I suspect it does close sooner than the um uh the the official deadline deadline in, in mid October. Um I I suspect that even if the CMA doesn't return that the Microsoft if they they may get a behind the scenes kind of nod approval like, like that it's good enough to just close while they're well they're still dotting their T's and crossing their eyes we, we've seen several companies close during this phase in the past in fact one had to be a uh, one was closed and then had to um break back apart because um the some uh, some stuff with the CMA but I like just reading their residual concerns I don't I, like I I, I couldn't imagine that Microsoft wouldn't be able to address every single one of them easily and like have a problem with any of them. You know what I mean? Like heck well, I can close next week.
1: What's funny is I saw on, on X just before coming on here, it was from game pass tracker Yeah, on there, oh, yeah. and and call of duty games. Apparently they're already prepping them to come to game pass the older call of duties. Like yeah. it was like call of duty black ops Two, And they already yeah. have a, a message saying you receive this item free with your game pass subscription so i'm sure xbox yeah. has a bunch of stuff just hitting the the button and everything's gonna pop out there they know what's going to oh what's gonna, they yeah. happening soon
4: people people really should brace for that though because not every game is gonna come immediately yeah uh <laughs> and that's not be even fun. because of Deals with PlayStation with the newer Call of Duties, like the newer Call of Duties are in like a weird flux where like we don't really know when they're gonna come because of that marketing agreement. We don't. We, we I can guarantee next year's won't be day one, but that's about all I can guarantee at this point. You know what I mean? Because they still have license, they still have marketing for it next year. I I, I think mm-hmm. that that's gonna exclude a day one launch, but like. It'll be interesting to see, does Microsoft put as many of the console games on as fast as they can because they can, or are they going to try and wait until they have stuff distributed to their cloud servers and they have the proper stuff so that it either is listed on the Microsoft store on PC or that they have the proper things in place to link your um, battle.net account with uh, your Xbox account like uh, EA Play and Ubisoft do? Um, it'll, it'll be really interesting to see the, the yeah. ebb and flow, but I expect some of them to be just like Bethesda, the coming. you'll, you'll get some immediately, like within a week or two after the close. Um, and then you'll get the rest of them over the course of like three to six months. Like we did with Bethesda.
1: Yeah. I think all the old call duties will be coming on really fast because of yeah. that leak, but also cause they had them on sale. If you remember like um, a couple months ago. And I think but, at, at that point they were even prepping cause it was like five bucks cool. and well, they had, had them on pushed sale up twice. De- yeah. I think
4: they're they might still be on sale for the 20th anniversary.
1: Yeah. And then they pushed out that update to fix all the servers and everybody yep. was jumping in and playing. So I think those are going to be coming yeah. on pretty yeah. much right away.
4: I would I would agree that the 360 games will probably be on almost immediately. Yeah. Um because that that that'll be hype. I I'll hop in Modern Warfare 2 with anyone who wants to hop in with me. I'm terrible, but it was the best Call of Duty.
0: UK, Honestly, even if they drip feed like us slowly, like a few games here and there from their catalog, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, when I can see, like I was talking about before the show started, like games like Singularity get in there and you know, a few other titles, I am just gonna is, be pumped. Is
4: Singularity backwards compatible?
0: Uh, no. It could be. But Um, maybe after this, that's another thing.
4: and that's why I said six months to even a year. I I am actually somewhat convinced that a bunch of the Activision Blizzard uh, older titles will be backwards compatible because one of the big things was like licensing and who wants to deal with it and stuff like that. And it's like, well, now we own them, so like now it's our own prerogative to make these work, right? Because like the program is closed, but the program's not really closed. Um. So Mm -hmm. yeah, like there's so many cool games. That they should absolutely relicense and make backwards compatible. I think we've talked about this before on the show, haven't we? Oh
0: yeah, we. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, everybody knows their back catalog. I mean, from their big titles to, I mean, actually, you'd have to go back and see some of their, uh, I guess, older titles. Even on the PC, it's like, oh, I didn't realize they owned. Uh... What was it like Hexen or something? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's another thing.
4: Expect a bunch of the really old titles to go through that, like that. Whatever they did with, uh, I, I think Hexen was part of it, where like they were really old games that they got to work properly with proper support for like DirectX 12 uh, in Windows 10 and 11.
1: And like, Phil like, was randomly wearing a Hexen shirt at the yes. Xbox showcase. Yeah, he
4: was wearing a Hexen shirt at the showcase. <laughs> I so, and and I do think that right means something, as well. whether it'll be soon is another thing, but I, I think that means something for Hexen.
0: Oh, yeah, it means, well, it means he wants to do something with Hexen. So, damn, surprise, surprise. Uh, when Phil wears a shirt, uh, there's usually something behind it. Uh, he can say what he wants, but uh, he has a history. <laughs> um, how about you, Shockley? You got any thoughts on the whole, uh, again, CMA just coming out of nowhere and being like, yeah, we're going to uh, approve this after all. It looks like um, Microsoft uh, did good by, um, you know giving up uh, the activision rights to ubisoft for the cloud
5: yeah it was just a kind of an inevitable form um uh, i mean at this point after they came back and after the whole u.s supreme court one went down and then they're like hey let's uh we don't want to be the odd ones out here and missing out <laughs> and look like you know we're just kind of the i don't know the pariahs here of <laughs> like, Hey, are we actually serving our country starting to question our whole, um, you mm-hmm. know, regulatory board of like, are we actually, you know, serving the consumers or are we kind of doing what the U S,
0: um, are we
5: the baddies? We the, <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you saw what happened with that, where they were like, Hey, are you just protecting Sony? or Are you actually protecting consumers? Like how in the Supreme court, they kind of gave, have that, had that angle. Um, so it's like, oh, yeah, is that basically what you're doing over here, too? So are you really protecting consumers or looking out for competition? Because uh, if anything, this is this is going to help competition, if anything. Like, how could it? People were saying it's like it's the opposite. <laughs> it's just like ludicrous to me because now guess what? It like the judges in the Supreme Court kind of laid it out. Um or not, I guess it wasn't at the Supreme Court, but whatever, that judge kind of laid it out like, hey, isn't this going to make Sony, you know, maybe do the same thing? Maybe they'll make their service even better. Oh. So like, oh, so that sounds good for consumers if I have both subscriptions. And hey, one's going to get better because this other one's, you know, bring in more content. So they're making theirs better. So naturally, Sony's going to try to make theirs better, kind of like how it's already been. You know, both of them have kind of look what Xbox had before when it was just Xbox. Uh, Actually, Xbox didn't even offer games with gold. You know, there were no games with gold until PS Plus came along. And then Xbox was like, well, shit, they're, you know, doing a whole live service, making you pay for Internet, but they actually give games. So people, that's how it started. PS Plus started on not even live service. It was just like, hey, we just give you extras. So people kind of built in that value added system. But then when, you know, both uh, parties had force multiplayer for their subscription model, then it's like, well, Xbox only gives, they charge me this, but they don't give me all these games too. So I'm kind of getting gypped here. Um, but so then Xbox started putting in games with gold and they were pretty decent for a while. And you actually got to keep the 360 versions um, until they started to get really shit. But, but stuff like that initially it was good. Competition, you wouldn't have had those games. Um, had Sony's service just floundered and been shit and they never came up with a cool way to get people on board with PS Plus initially, you would never had you know, those initial free games that you got with your service. You would just been paying Xbox Live Gold and, oh, cool, I can order uh, pizza from Pizza Hut with my Connect. Awesome, because I paid Xbox Live Gold. Uh, <laughs> like, dumb shit like that. Um, so, I mean, it's good that they've kind of... Came to their senses. Um, obviously, though, Xbox has made concessions enough. I don't know if I—I I was trying to read through the article and know what exactly those were, but it didn't seem kind of. It was like it was a little vague. They just said, "Hey, they've, you know, laid them out, and we've agreed to these, and we wish they would have done that from the beginning." Well, obviously, they're not going to start there. But why they just kind of said, "Hey, we're not even going to have negotiations." Because that's what they it felt like they initially did, where it was just like, hey, we made a decision, that's it. So why weren't you still having these conversations? Why don't you tell Microsoft at the beginning, hey, we're striking this down because of cloud gaming. And hey, if you just present us with something else, we'll reevaluate it. You didn't do that until like after the whole, you know, US court thing went down. And then that's when they're, you know, optics wise they were kind of looking like you're like the one country in the world that's not or yeah. one regulatory board yeah. in the whole world that's, that's not going to let this pass um so why didn't so i get their criticism of microsoft but it's like but at the same time why didn't you just say hey just hey just keep trying and you can just resubmit another one and then we'll eventually if we like it we'll you know but you kind of i don't know i don't know their whole process but they kind of just like shut it down it was like hey we're not gonna it's done I think they even said, hey, this is even if you uh, try to resubmit it, we're not even going to look at it or something, shit like that. <laughs> and then Microsoft moved on because they didn't. Otherwise, they would have kept going at it like they've been doing uh, recently when they've asked them, hey, we'll revisit the whole thing. But I don't right. know. But it's <laughs> it, this was it felt like it was inevitable the second they kind of like. Said, hey, we'll go we'll back to the table. We'll, we'll we'll let you. We'll let we'll reevaluate it. We're not promising anything, but so you knew the second they started talking to them again, <laughs> that you already lost. So it's like this, you know, <laughs> the person that said, hey, I'm never gonna talk to you again, and then they start messaging you first. I'm like, okay, yeah, <laughs> um, but but it's 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 good that this is hopefully finally coming to a close so we can finally move on. I know we've been saying that for like months, years. Um mm, I said like And then, months, well, yeah, January. And we'll see the actual, like, you know, fruits of this whole entire process, how it's going to impact Game Pass for, you know, some of us have, have it stacked for a few years. So <laughs> that kind of have investment to it. Um, and how will we get all the Call of Duty stuff? Will we get, I, I assume it'll be kind of like the Bethesda thing where it's like, you won't get all of the games right up front. They'll, you know, stagger it a little bit there's no sense of putting like when they did evil within they didn't put evil within 2 there right away so i'm sure they'll stagger some games in there so but mainly Mm -hmm. the uh, backwards compatible maybe we can revisit that now that there's less red tape in between activision either ip or published games maybe but who knows
0: I think there will be. Um, I I do think that, again, some IP are still going to be tough. Well, tougher. But I, I do think it does clear up some red tape, though. Yeah. So that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Um, because I'm all about the backwards compatibility. I, I love it. I love it. I want to be able to play some of those really awesome older titles. Some of those uh, titles that you know it didn't see a lot of love back in the day but you know became some cult classics as well um eh, again i think this is a pretty good move i mean again it like i in the chat i do agree that like for microsoft yeah it did, does suck that they did have to uh you know work out this deal and um um actually they had to go other way with a lot of different partners for uh the cloud streaming and cloud gaming and so on Um, but they did, and obviously they think it's worth it to be able to do this. So, um, in the long run, hey, Xbox, Microsoft is going to be able to own Activision Blizzard King, and it is a huge step for them. Huge step. Because remember, I mean, people were complaining, you know, a few years ago, you know, oh, you know, why doesn't, you know, Microsoft just go out and buy this and that, this and that. Well, I think they've quieted a few people (laughs) and then some. Guys, any other thoughts on uh, UKCMA giving their uh, approval? Yes, no?
3: I'm just glad it's over. Wake me up on on October 18.
0: All right, I'll make sure to uh, give you a good poke there, pal. Have a coffee in the hand and uh, we can celebrate. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it's finally over. And then we can talk about who they're going to be acquiring next.
4: (laughs) Kill me. Kill me before we do that. (laughs)
2: I mean, I would rather not Crusader. I would rather not. The funny part is, like, what really kind of sucks about that statement is, you know. (laughs) We know. (laughs) Well, it's not that. It's also with what Embracer Group is doing. Mm. Yeah. And the shit show that's being created right now by them. And Microsoft is probably going to have to probably buy some studios just to keep some of the games that they have in the works alive.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, it's um, going to be interesting because it sounds like there's going to be a fire sale soon from well, Embracer. They alone.
4: also said that they were open to investment from outside studios, like not necessarily purchasing, but like uh, publishing, like, like if people wanted to take over publishing and funding of, of stuff or if people wanted to form deals. So I wouldn't be shocked if like maybe Microsoft doesn't buy. Maybe it sounds they like buy extortion maybe they just or black start funding at the crap ton of stuff. <laughs> It's, it's
2: it sounds like extortion or blackmail cuz it's like hey you know how you have that game that's being worked on by Square Enix well they need money yeah and it's like are you kidding me right now like it's going to be like that like either buy i mean not Square Enix uh Crystal Dynamics yeah. shit right and, right and and that's where it's just like wow so i got to give you guys either a cash infusion or i got to buy the studio Because y'all got greedy and you bought too damn much.
0: Oh, yeah, they bought a lot. I mean, granted, a lot of the studios that they bought weren't a lot, but they did make, yeah, they did buy uh, a few publishers. And from
2: from what I've read and taught, and somebody I chatted with earlier today, uh, he said that Embracer Group has spent 215% of their value. (laughs) <laughs> so basically, they have spent more than they are worth, and he says yeah. that they're actually in line, I think, to lose. I think, what was it, Cruz? I think like somewhere around three billion dollars. Yeah, it's wow. a lot. Yeah, it's, like, um, I, I mean, you're head just head, like that's insane. I expect
4: yeah. that they will sell. Um. Uh. I, I expect that. Uh, we were talking about it last week. I. I, I actually really expect. Um. Uh. Gearbox. A gearbox to be sold. Yeah. Um. Whether they sell Gearbox to itself and Gearbox goes independent, or they're sold to Two K, because Two K was like, we don't comment on ongoing um, on ongoing rumors of mergers and acquisitions. Instead of outright denying it.
0: Well, even Crystal so, Dynamics, like they they let go a few uh, people, I think, from marketing recently.
4: Yeah, I, I was talking about that. I actually think that that has more. I think that that has more to do with the fact that um, uh, Marvel's Avengers is like completely like. Oh yeah, Shuddering entirely at the end of this month. If you, the game is four dollars right now for the definitive edition. Go buy the game because it's going to be delisted forever after, uh, um, like the, the this week. Um, good game for four dollars. Excellent game for four dollars, and the multiplayer and stuff's still going to work. But they let go of like nine marketing brand people and one IT person. Rip the IT person. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I I
4: salute you as a fellow brother of IT. Um. <laughs> uh and like when i when i look at that i'm like yeah and i, I wouldn't be shocked if layoffs hit um aspire pretty hard
0: mm-hmm.
4: Asp- yeah. asper media they're like the the remaster and porting studio
0: do they before. do they own uh what was it uh saber interactive, interactive? yeah
4: saber is probably their safest bet right now yeah um sabre's been doing really 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 well and under sabre is a4 which is the metro people Yeah, they've been doing really 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 well uh-huh. um
2: isn't sabre also now got the uh kotor remake dropped in their lap
4: yes kotor most likely went to them
6: yeah
0: um, that that makes the work, me
4: more yeah. confident in it than being an aspire ever did
3: interesting
0: yeah, and remember, uh, Saber is also working on the uh, Space Marine 2 game as well. Yes. Yeah, so
4: yeah that's, that's right. Saber Paris.
3: What was that? Wow.
4: Saber has a bunch of studios. Like, yeah. Like, 10 or 15 studios worldwide.
3: Yeah, that's correct, yeah. You think they're a potential pickup?
4: What, Saber? No. They, no so Embrace, they're one of, like, the profitable parts of Embracer. Oh, okay, okay. Like, like Embrace, they're, they're, like, one of the things that Embracer's not going to like, they, now They might,
0: yeah. Funding. Funding, yeah. Unless they let go of some of the uh, in, like the they bought a slew of indies too underneath them. So What's also be scary
2: is also Embracer is not only willing to sell studios, but they're also willing to sell IP. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I mean, I think didn't they sell like the Lord of the Rings IP?
4: So they they own. That's another thing that I could see them selling off as Middle Earth Enterprises. Because that is actually a cluster fuck and a half of <laughs> of, of, of IP licensing. Because they own like eighty five percent of the Lord of the Rings IP, but the rest of it is held by uh the Tolkien estate. So you can't do everything you want with the Lord of the Rings.
2: With, IP. And with what happened with Gollum,
4: Middle yeah. Earth,
2: Go- yeah, dude. Now, they, oh they have
4: announced a couple of cool, like, <laughs> Lord of the Rings titles. I mean, they're not, they're all very niche, but they announced the, uh, like, there's that Lord of the Rings, like, Return to Moria game.
0: Oh, yeah,
6: I did see that. Out. Yeah.
4: Um, and then they, they just announced, uh like, in the last week, it's basically like a, like, cozy uh, Animal Crossing or uh, Stardew Valley, you know, like, like, that style of cozy game um they announced that it's called tales of the shire and it's supposed to be a cozy game set in the shire which fantastic i'll pay i'll I'll buy it and play it with people let's go people (laughs) should know that i like lord of the rings more than mass effect but it would be weird if i branded myself after vigo mortensen so garris it is
0: (laughs) oh that's actually interesting i didn't know that All right. All right. Very cool. But
4: yeah, I could see them selling Middle Earth Enterprises because, like, Mm
6: -hmm.
4: it's they're getting the Lord of the Rings IP with it. And can they make that a profitable thing quickly?
2: They they, Well, they also dumped off uh, the Tomb Raider uh, film rights. Uh, If I'm right, Amazon picked them up.
4: So that's never actually been confirmed. There was rumors that they sold Tomb Raider entirely to Amazon. But Mm. like. Amazon never confirmed it. Crystal never confirmed it. Embracer never confirmed it.
0: Well, unless they're not um, ready to talk about
2: it yet.
4: Because, uh,
2: But could, um, you could before, also see it happening, though, especially yeah. with the way uh, they picked up MGM. Yeah. yeah.
4: And, and they are. Um, Amazon is publishing the next Tomb Raider game. That that was confirmed before the rumors that they were selling Tomb Raider as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. But Amazon is publishing the next Tomb Raider game. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll have to wait and see about that one. But honestly, nothing surprises me anymore in the game industry, especially like with the last couple of years have taught me. Expect the unexpected. <laughs> um, all right, guys, I think uh, we'll move on from the UKCMA talk. And <laughs> judging from uh, how the chat's been uh, going on the past uh, couple of months, I think people want us to get over yeah. to... Uh, oh, the big stuff the big stuff but guys in the chat again it's great to see you all here Uh, a lot of familiar faces some i haven't seen in a little while always always awesome to see you here um if you haven't done so already guys please share out this show i'd love to have more people in here and give it a like if you haven't done so already give it a good thumbing because uh you know that's always appreciated All right, guys. I mean, again, another topic I don't want to waste a lot of time on, uh, just like kind of BSing around it. Let's pivot over to some spicier news. And earlier this week, Microsoft had, ooh, what do you want to call them? Unredacted documents and emails between executive figures. Just get out into the open wild for the world to see. Uh, What, you may ask? Hmm. Well, amongst other things, a brand new design controller, uh, a, discless Xbox series X. And yeah, we even have uh, Bethesda's roadmap from like a few years back, uh, detailing some. Well, interesting releases, some known, some not so much, and hey, there, there's other stuff in here as well. It's kind of a very bloated, bloated thing here. Um, I know everybody here probably wants to chime in on this one, but you know what? I'll lead off with our guest on this one, uh, Plume, because uh, I know like you've been touching on this on your channel, uh, Plume. It's very interesting. Uh, what do you think of this massive leak? Anything uh, catch your eye in particular amongst the uh, the giant, giant info dump?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of stuff caught my eye. It was an insane info dump. A lot of it is like older information. Obviously, I would say like the most, uh, the biggest thing that will will be coming to fruition most likely is going to be the console that we saw, the Xbox Series X, all digital, and that new controller. Mm-hmm. Um. The the controller itself sounds pretty cool with the new stuff that they're adding in. I'm excited for how they're gonna utilize haptic feedbacks. I'm actually a fan of haptic feedbacks on the switch and on, on the PS5. I actually like what they've done there with that. And they've said things like they're gonna be using it for sound and just making the controller more immersive. So that's pretty cool. Um the Series X, it's an all-digital Series X. That one, I mean, I don't for me personally, I don't see a reason for me to pick that up but Mm -hmm. it's not a surprise that they're doing a refresh halfway through a generation with most likely a smaller console and as the industry moves all the all to digital right they're going to be trying to utilize that with i mean right now they already have an all digital console with the series s so i think that was probably the biggest stuff in terms of as gamers what we are actually going to be getting from these leaks that we are seeing now in advance. Everything else, there was just like a lot of emails, conversational emails back and forth, and a lot of people were were jumping on um, these emails as like fact as to what Xbox was going to be doing in the future. Like I talked about in in a video today, mm-hmm. a lot of people were talking about Xbox potentially not being here after 2027 because of that email Phil Spencer responding to uh, the the subscribers for Xbox Game Pass. And if they didn't reach a certain amount by uh, 2027, they would have to rethink their business. And I kind of read that as Phil Spencer being so confident based on how Game Pass has what they have as a service that they'll be far surpassing the 2030 projections. Um, So that was pretty interesting to see though, that uh, they clearly have a set of goals that they are, Confident that they will be meeting, and if they don't, they may have to rethink some of the stuff that they're doing. um Yeah, then like the whole Nintendo talk and the Warner Brothers and uh, Valve mm-hmm. uh, companies that they that they were just kind of thinking, oh, these uh, would be insane if we were to acquire them. Uh, specifically, when it comes to Nintendo, obviously that's never going to happen, and I would never want that to happen. I think that would actually be a bad thing for the industry overall. Mm-hmm. But um I don't think that, I don't think that is actually something that Phil Spencer logically thinks would be possible. I could be wrong, and if he does think that, to me, that's kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, th- that was interesting seeing what they're acquiring. And then we got the whole roadmap with their games from Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Um, out of that list of games, nothing was too surprising. The only thing that did surprise me out of that was, as we were talking before the show, was the Doom Year Zero, as because we were hearing about potentially they were making a new Quake. And I thought that was going to be the next game um, coming for them. So maybe that's changed because these again these emails are old. But I mean the leak was insane. We saw everything that that's going through the minds of these huge executives at this massive company as to where they're going, how competitive they want to be, companies they potentially want to acquire. So it's just a a crazy week overall. I
0: mean. There are some nice things like Ghostwire Tokyo sequel, for example, that is nice to see. Um, yeah, I I I didn't beat the game personally. I, I still got to play through it, uh, finish it, but I am enjoying what I, I am pl- I, I have played. Uh, one omission there that I didn't see was uh, Evil Within Three, which I thought was being teased, which is interesting. So,
1: yeah,
4: it should be noted that there are some project names that yes. we don't know what they yeah. are right like um project hibiki is um confirmed to be a hi-fi rush that's what i thought yeah. but there is i'm looking at the list there's project kestrel and project platinum yeah
1: Honestly. and one of those and then
4: licensed ip game
1: hmm. and one of those i was again all just rumor stuff but on um I was seeing today that one of those potentially is a Disney IP game. Yes. And we've been the, hearing the a lot of rumors about, game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. We hear rumors about Mandalorian. Who knows? Who knows what that will be? But that'd, that'd be cool to see, figure out what that is.
4: I would actually wager that the licensed IP so, game is from Roundhouse.
1: Ooh, okay. I would okay.
4: wager that because we know nothing about what they're working on. And the fact that it's a licensed IP would make that make more sense because they'd be a lot more secretive over what they'd be working on
6: mm-hmm. yeah. than, than, a, than a normal so, studio
4: and it, I, um, I believe it's likely that project Kestrel is the um uh zenimax online's next mmo because project castrell expansion is listed the
6: next year
2: i was yeah. gonna say yeah and if you look at the list the only other game that has the word expansion is, tied to it is yeah, elder so. scrolls yeah it is Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Um, so. Otherwise,
4: they list they use DLC for games. Like they use DLC for um, uh, Doom Year Zero. They use DLC for Starfield. Um, but expansion is a different, a very mm-hmm. different word and means a very different thing. So yeah, I, I would think that Project Castrell is a um, uh, Zenimax Online's next game.
0: I mean, keep in mind, uh, because they were ballparking, like, Starfield, Redfall, Ghostwire, uh, even Hi-Fi Rush coming out in, like, what, late uh, 2021? So, I mean, obviously, things changed, right? And uh, projects got bumped either a year or two years, something like that.
4: Does anyone know what Bethesda's fiscal year actually was? Like, when it ran? because this is their fiscal year 21 which i don't know what their fiscal year comprised of because like microsoft starts and ends in like the last week of or the last day of june first day of july right it's, it starts the first day of july ends the last day of june um so like i don't actually know what these fiscal years line up with um actual years does that make sense
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah,
4: I, I don't know what their fiscal... Because this was Bethesda's fiscal year, I believe. Um, yeah. And not Microsoft's. Because I think this document was from 2020, from the acquisition, and it was like a document that Bethesda gave to Microsoft that Microsoft then gave to the courts.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it is from 2020, so I'm, I'm assuming that would make yeah. sense, yeah. Um no i mean i would have to look further into what uh their fiscal year would be considered um that being said i mean the projections uh, still kind of you know got pushed back quite a bit so you know ballparking when dishonored 3 or ghostwire tokyo 2 or even this new doom game uh who knows really um and again, again, things change too because since they got absorbed by Microsoft, you know they don't have the pressure to release as early. I'm assuming, considering that you know their their release schedule would be based around like even other Xbox Game Studios titles, correct? So, yeah, just be interesting. Be interesting to see how everything else lines up. Uh... Let's see. General MLD, got any thoughts about the leaks?
3: Oh, where to start? I mean, we talked about the games already. Um, Yeah, Doom Year 1, that surprised me because, you know, we all heard those rumors about, like, a possible Quake reboot. Maybe that's still a thing, but who knows. So that's good. I mean, they're going to complete the Doom trilogy. Dishonored 3, that surprised me because they kept saying how Dishonored 1 and 2 just weren't big sellers, but now that they're part of xbox and you got game pass changing the metrics on what's a, uh, what's a success and you know engagement and all that stuff over sales uh i think they can finally make the game now and uh i mean i played both games The honor one and two it's a great series lots of choice um it definitely deserves a, another chance ghostwire i beat the first game i'm glad i got greenlit for a sequel. Um, the license game, you know, I'm inclined to believe it's uh, that Disney property too, Mandalorian, but who knows that that could be anything. But I, I, I hope it's a popular IP that can really, uh, you know, set Xbox apart. As for the other the other two unknowns. Yeah, Roundhouse, Max Online could, could be anything. Uh, I, I can't wait to hear about those. Fallout 3 and Oblivion Remasters. I think those will be multi plat because Phil Spencer did say that legacy titles will probably stay multiply. I mean, we saw what happened with uh, the Quake Two Remaster, and I think those will be the big profit drivers. If anything, like like if Dishonored Three or whatever like don't really perform as well, these games will more than pick up the slack and you know make Bethesda like in 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 the in the green, right? So, and I'm looking forward to playing both games myself. Because Fallout 3, it got the, the backwards compatibility boost and all that stuff, right? So they got to do something extra on top of that to really make it stand out. So I, I'm curious what that will be. Elder Scrolls 6 exclusive because, of course, it's <laughs> yes. like, come on. If Starfield's exclusive, this will be exclusive. It is a tent tentpole franchise for Xbox. It'll, they're going to make it synonymous with the Xbox brand. They'll do that day one, The sorry, that, that four-day early access kind of stuff to buy in they'll make their money no questions asked this is a pc game franchise first and foremost sure it has a big console base but this is a pc kind of centric kind of title that's where elder scrolls kind of made its mark and it's on pc day one we all know that so um being exclusive is not an issue whatsoever so there's that the console refresh that 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 looks nice the improvements look good apparently runs on less power uh, the, the smaller chipset, all that stuff. Um, I'm not a big fan of the design, but I, I don't think it's finalized. And silver lining of all this leaks, they can gauge the online reactions and make changes accordingly. Because P- I see people saying online, if it's a cylinder, how are you going to set the thing on side and, and it's not going to roll off? Like, you know, they have to think about these things because some people do put their Series X on its side, mine is so right?
4: Mine's on its side.
3: Yeah, Yeah. it works pretty well, yeah. 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 So, I don't think it's a finalized design, so I'm not worried about that. But the improvements are, yeah, I'm I'm glad they're at least doing something, right? The controller, I saw the controller as inevitable. I mean, they did, like, a survey a couple years back saying if they would like uh, to do, if they would like gamers to have the same features as, say, like, the PS5 controller, and here they are. I mean, okay. These companies, they take uh, pages from other people's books all the time. So, hey, one less thing, right? Because there is one thing about this new controller. It has rechargeable batteries. And people have been complaining about that since, like, the 360 days, right? So, one less narrative, right? (laughs) So, there's that. But I think what people are really locking on to, because, you know, I'm plugged into the the whole console war aspects here, right? People keep harping on the Phil Spencer email, saying 2027 that's the deadline the xbox needs to meet certain criteria otherwise we're going to leave gaming and it's just so clickbaity it is outdated information this is pre abk and of and basically what the what the whole thing was trying to say in my opinion was that like like any business if it if it doesn't see a return on investment you're going to be in trouble, but that's true for any business, but that predates ABK and these guys are so profitable. They have so many IP, so many games that are raking in billions of like, like what? I don't want to say billions of profit, but like a lot of profit every year and that's going to be added to Xbox and there will be a game pass boost. hundred percent Xbox will be sustainable. Any, Any questions of Xbox profit or sustainability will be put to rest the day this thing is official so uh, they'll be just fine and it only makes me think if they want if they have these crazy ambitions for game pass and these high numbers to make it just makes me think about what are they gonna buy what are they gonna do to get those uh, numbers up and it's just interesting to speculate about like how are they gonna leverage game pass on pc on console on mobile Who are they going to buy to increase the game pass value? It's just very interesting to see and think about, but in the end we benefit because I'm a game pass subscriber and I just know over the years, it's going to get even better because they, these guys wanted to work and okay. Okay. It'll be to my benefit. So those guys are the console warriors that they can harp about these uh, emails and take them out of context. But in the end, xbox just wants to grow and that's exactly what they're doing and they're not going to stop here and you know it's been two years now and i'm interested in seeing what really they're going to go after now that they're unleashed and they're no longer they'll no longer longer have to play nice and stand still and not have to expand to appease the cma so uh, interesting times ahead but uh these leaks it's unfortunate I'm, I'm sure they would have preferred to announce these on their own time, but uh, hey, now they can gauge reactions and plan accordingly. And I think it'll the, the actual plans it'll be even better. So that that's my take. I see it as a net positive. They'll take and learn from this and learn what people are saying from it.
0: All right. All right. That's fair. So, everybody put down MLD for a new controller, new console. (laughs) I mean, no, I just, it is interesting though, all this stuff, like whether it be hardware, especially, like just very interesting. I mean, like the new controller, uh, judging by the mock up there, it looks pretty cool. Actually, it reminds me a lot of, uh, was it the Switch Pro controller in some ways, mixed with like, the Luna. I, don't know, I guess like there's a whole there's a whole kind of different like vibe to it. I expect, I'm kind of liking it. Kind of liking it. I do agree with Plume though. I like the haptic feedback. I'm personally game for it. And I think Phil has even said you know how much that he likes it too. So I, to me this was kind of expected.
1: What's funny about the new controller too I don't know if I'm in the minority here but I've always liked how Xbox has the replaceable batteries. It's just I, when I'm my pattern, my controllers with rechargeables die. I'm just searching for a cord, or it's just a, a pain in the ass, right? But with the replaceable ones, I have so many batteries. It's I'm back up and running right away.
4: The only controller where I ha- where I haven't felt that like uh, to go up and plug yeah. it in is the Elite Series controller because the thing lasts for 40 hours. Yeah. It's not even exaggeration. I've tested it three times. I beat yeah. the entire Witcher three with only charging it once.
3: Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's a trade off, definitely. You're gonna uh, get lower battery life. I feel.
4: Yeah, that that's the the only. Um, I, I really hope that they because like what wasn't listed there was an elite controller with right. the haptics. Because like, that's awesome. I don't think I could leave my elite controller for for the haptics though.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel at some point they'd bring in an elite controller with the new Oh, they they like, have
4: to. I just hope yeah. they do it at the same time. They you will. Give me an elite series three at the same time you bring out the Haptic controller and I will be a yeah. happy boy.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, since you're and I can't remember, um, ha- have you got your say with the whole uh, Xbox emails? Because, uh, again, there's a lot to go through here, as I'm sure you've uh, gone through uh, quite a bit <laughs> when it comes to these leaks.
2: No, they're definitely a lot to go through i haven't real. i haven't given any thoughts onto it in your in the discussion thus far but i mean dude we could sit there and we could have like a whole show on what's oh, easily in, in, in these leaks um, easily it all right uh starting from the top it's kind of funny like you know why does stuff like this always have to happen with xbox um you know people want to say it's a controlled leak i i don't believe in controlled leaks you either reveal the information or you don't reveal the information um you can you can plainly see the serial numbers in the images that are like like it's like watermarked over the image so that way they knew they would know where the leak came from if the image showed up on the internet um, th- some of this stuff even has, uh, stamps on it from as, ev- uh, as evidence. Um, and definitely, uh, ah, oh, man,
0: I know there is, there is quite a bit. There's quite a bit here. Yeah.
2: yeah, there's definitely quite a bit, I guess. Long story short from all this, cause we know like there's been discussions about, you know, what they're paying for stuff in Game Pass or or what they're wanting to offer for games in Game Pass. Um, we touched earlier about them talking about getting uh, the cloud streaming service to work on other platforms that it's not meant for. Um, like General MLD talked about the whole Nintendo statement that, you, I mean, excuse me, like, if, if they don't hit a certain metric, they're done by 2027. You don't spend... 69 billion dollars to just say you know f it by 2027 yeah um and and like also the like by the way activision blizzard did not call them cost them 69 billion dollars it cost them actually more like 73 74 because microsoft has had to spend an additional four billion dollars just to battle this crap out in court um so definitely the, this is not the, the there's a much larger price tag than what they're just giving for activision there's the price tag for everything they've had to put into just getting this across the finish line on top of that um and that's where at least with these leaks i'm glad general, general mld touched on it this is going to give xbox a chance to sit back and do what xbox does best and that's pivot We've all seen Xbox, they're very good at pivoting. We saw them recapture the power crown with the Xbox One X. We saw them change the entire industry and flip it over on its head with Game Pass. We've seen them decide to do stuff like cloud gaming, which, you know, other people had toyed around with it and they never did anything with it. And they really knocked it out of the park with integrating uh, console hardware into the Azure server blades. Xbox is very good at pivoting, and this is going to be yet another moment where they pivot, listen to the community's feedback, and take take away from what it is like. If you want to talk about like listening to community feedback, let's use the Tokyo Game Show as an example. Elder Scrolls Online is going to be natively spoken in um, the word. The word escapes me, Crusader. When is it when they have to? Oh, localization. Localization. They're localized. So, Elder Scrolls Online is going to be localized in Japanese. This is a big time. There's a lot of dialogue for Elder Scrolls Online. That's huge. It's the fact that obviously Microsoft has listened and they understand now for them to take a bigger stake in the Asian market got to start localizing the games because that's a big issue for them over there that they don't want to play a video game where the person is obviously speaking english and it's like either dubbed or it's subtitled they want it to be localized um and that's where um so definitely microsoft does listen to the community more than a lot of other gaming communities and definitely i do feel that they're going to take some take some opinions and insight from the community to heart. And they're going to definitely maybe adjust a few plans. And I only say a few because even Phil Spencer said that this information is years old and they could have already pivoted on some of this stuff, but also at the same time, I also have to like, I liked when crusader was talking about it in the chat a couple days ago, just because the image of the series X has no disc drive does not mean that there's going to not be a disk drive um so portable
3: attachment for it yeah exactly yeah
2: yeah yeah, portable we already know playstation is doing this with the the revamp of the ps5 we're going to have an external disk drive now the reason for this like the re the big reason why you would want to have a console refresh and do stuff like this is the consoles were originally designed before the pandemic inflation world economy going to shit And those consoles were designed for a different price point to make a different amount of revenue. Well, that all went out the window with all those situations occurring. And now it's kind of like a necessity for both the PlayStation and Xbox to have a console refresh. So that way they can get some of these costs back under control. And we're also probably going to see PlayStation and Xbox adopt a more Nintendo approach to console hardware because, yes, they want everybody to move to all digital. And for those that are the console purists that want a console, I do want a console. But what I'm getting at is they're going to stop giving those consoles away at a loss or a break even point. They're probably going to start being more like Nintendo where they're going to be mm-hmm. designing hardware for profit. And they know that the only way to keep these, co- the, these consoles cost effective is to start. Ma- well, you want a disk drive? You got to pay for that. And that's where I told that's what I see in these console refreshes is them trying to kind of we everybody's trying to say that the consoles are the same like this. How is this console? Five hundred dollars is a gen refresh because the Series X is already five hundred dollars. The Series X is actually five hundred and sixty. They're, 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 they're like cramming a game in the box. Yes. But the actual cost of a Series X is about five sixty. So they're actually trying to get the cost back down to the original MSRP. And regretfully, because of things out of their control and everything has taken place, they're just trying to get it to where the console can stay the same and they don't have to raise prices because it was insane that PlayStation did it, then Xbox. It, it, it's unheard of. And that's where it, it, I'm glad to see that they're at least trying to do something to stave off what's occurring, at least on a manufacturing standpoint.
4: It is but, also going to have a bunch of cooler tech in it. Did you see the tech that they had, they're gonna have in it? Oh yeah,
2: they're, I think they said like Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi six E. Like, Wi-Fi six E. Um, We've also got a USB. I mean USB C.
4: And then Bluetooth. The Bluetooth right. part's probably the biggest part. Uh, Xbox has never had Bluetooth on one of their consoles.
2: Right. And, and that's where like you can obviously see like now we're pro that, like yeah it's I'm gonna be upfront I. I stand my Series S up, but I do see where some people might have problems doing that. Like, is this new console going to come with, like, something like the PlayStation 5 comes with, where it's, like, a base to put I the think. console on its side? Um, But definitely, I mean, regardless of the leaks, regardless of whether Xbox takes in any community feedback, what can be taken away from this is... We get to see the inner workings of some of the things that go on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like we have seen like at this point, how much trouble Microsoft had to go through to get the ABK deal across the finish line, making a full PowerPoint presentation for the FTC trial that that had thank you slides at the end of like, you know, thank you for being here and your participation in this FTC trial crap. Mm-hmm. um and that's where it's like and we also got to see behind the scenes of like what it was to bur- to purchase bethesda like yes. bethesda was a very cut and dry purchase we could only imagine the amount of paperwork involved what, for a for abk
0: what i found interesting centurion was uh because remember you know, all the talks when um you know wb games for example was you know the rumor was oh yeah you know they're up for sale you know so on and so forth the studios And it's just interesting seeing in the email discussions about, oh, hey, you know what, the executive, like, these guys, these higher-ups, they're thinking the exact same thing, like, having similar conversations as to what we were having. Um, Granted, obviously, they're more in the know because they're in the company. Um, But it's just like, they're like, oh, yeah, you you know, we could buy uh, WB Games, for example, and that'd be great, but we wouldn't own, like, any IP, or barely any IP. So, you know, that would kind of suck.
6: Um, right.
2: Um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah,
6: that's both. why
2: I just, it is, it definitely, this was more of an eye-opening experience on just the inner workings of what went on. And also like, I know how everybody thought that, you know, the pandemic was something that everybody could have just embraced and just really figured out very quickly. And we can honestly see how, because of the pandemic, all of that information is not only two years old but also two years behind games that were supposed to come out in 2020 didn't come out until 2022 2023 um we we saw that starfield was originally slated for 2021 and it didn't come out until this year so that means that you can see just like literally how two years of a pandemic literally screwed everything up
0: oh exactly and uh I mean, you know, we always talk about Sega as well. Sega Sammy. And uh, it seems like they've definitely had those talks as well. Oh, Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Judging by uh, some of the conversations here. um, Like even talking about uh, like having like a special console or something. If I'm not even mistaken.
4: That was that was really cool that they were like. You know, yeah, we're not having a special console, but like we loved it, and we we sent the the feedback over to Sega, and they were like, "Yeah, we freaking love this." I hope we get some wraps because they're they they said they're going to yes. launch the wraps in Japan. I hope that's we get some Sega themed wraps.
0: Hmm. Well, that yeah, and that's a very doable thing, I think. Um, it's just again the email that I'm talking about is it was done in like November of 2020. Yeah. So obviously some time has passed, but Um, and this was after the, uh, Bethesda purchase, but it does look like they are trying to prioritize, uh, then again, then again, then again, the, uh, Activision purchase came up, uh, that they just couldn't pass up, but it, Sega, Sammy, Sega is definitely on their radar. Um, they know what they want, guys. They know what they want. Um, Crusader. I mean, yeah, uh, you've been uh, a little quiet here. Um, I know what well, tiny, <laughs> tiny bit more than usual, more than usual, my friend. Um, you know, obviously, you know, General MLD Plume Centurion. You know, they they went over things pretty well with uh, their takes. Yeah. Like, what what really um, what have you been glossing over, like, so- uh, in all this?
4: So like, let's talk about the good and the ugly because there was a lot, most of it was good. There was a little bit of ugly for me personally, but mo- almost all of it was great, right? That list of Bethesda games, you guys know that Vince McMahon meme where like it's just his facial expressions and he's sliding <laughs> yeah. further and further back in the chair? Yeah. Yes, of course. Oh, yeah, that was me reading the list of Bethesda games that were, were on that list. Um, uh, New Doom game, yeah, the uh, Oblivion and Fallout. Of uh, the Oblivion remaster and the Fallout 3 remaster? Yeah. Um, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo 2? Yeah. Dishonored 3? <laughs> <laughs> oh, right? Like I, like, I kept reading it and I was like, holy shit, why is everyone talking about literally anything else? Like, that morning when the leak happened, I'm like, how are we talking about boring emails when we could be talking about Fallout 3 getting a remaster? <laughs> like, I was, I was, I was so, I, I'm like, I'm still just like, holy shit. And that is just Bethesda, right? That's what I'd like to remind people. That is just Zenimax, Bethesda. Yes. <laughs> this doesn't have, there, there's, most of the studios under Xbox Game Studios either have something announced that, that like has been announced for forever, or they're like Double Fine or Co- The Coalition, where they don't have anything announced, right. right? Yeah. And so I'm just sitting here going, holy crap, right? Um, It was interesting to see that uh, they were very interested in WB, but just like before, what killed it was the fact that they wouldn't own the IP, Mm -hmm. right? In in fact, they were prepared to make, uh, to purchase both of them at the same time, which was something absolutely mind-boggling. They did,
0: yes. They
6: They they were prepared
4: to uh, make offers and chase after both WB and Bethesda at the same time
0: hmm i mean they do have some ip i mean uh, like for example uh, mortal kombats uh, you know another yeah Roma, would, but... so i
4: think mortal kombat is one of the few they they technically fear is in that weird place where like they own mm-hmm. the ip but they don't own the rights to the name of the first game in particular um uh there's a few that they that they would own i think um that's Actually, those are the only two I can think of right now. I
6: mean, yeah, there's
4: like Batman or Wonder Woman or... Lego. Or the Rings or Lego. Well, the Lego ones are actually licensed. The okay. Lego ones are double licensed because they're actually Traveler's Tale that like makes them. They don't even own Traveler's Tale. Oh, do they? Or do they? I do thought they?
0: they did.
6: I thought they and did they, own they, Traveler's they might. Tale. But that's,
4: that's, that's... The Lego IP, they don't even own. Because the Lego IP is... But, it's It's double nested licensed, right? I mean, I licensed from lego and then it's licensed again from the original ip holder
0: i mean uh, like i agree like losing like not having ip sucks for a majority of it but at the same time i mean these studios they still make pretty good games so the pedigree is there
4: uh and the, the one thing that i thought was very very interesting to note was that in both of them they they both of the the critiques of both of the purchases was that it's just more um more north american and western developers that that was a that was considered a con of the purchases in the in the in the email oh
0: really, really I, I don't think i
4: saw that something in um in yeah. like the, the southeast asia region oh
0: they are and south judging... american
4: re- south america as well
0: judging oh did they say really
4: yeah uh, phil has talked about wanting to uh being interested in um investing in studios in uh south america
0: True. Um, yeah.
4: Uh but uh it, 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 well we can talk about it more when we get to the Tokyo Game Show stuff, but he did say some stuff in yes, an interview about um Japanese investment in Japan. Yes, um, yeah. But what I thought was a not a great thing, and this wasn't with the digital console, it was actually on the slide that talks about their next console like the next generation of consoles. And it was an all digital ecosystem. And I read that after I had put out the thing about them maybe having a USB disk drive. But an all digital ecosystem is a pretty definitive statement about what their plans are for the next generation. And I really hope they revisit it with as simple of a solution as a USB disk drive, because that, like, they were advertising like the new controller peripherals and everything. I, like, the more I thought about it, I'm like, man, I actually don't think a USB disk drive was in their plans. With mm-hmm. all of the feedback from the last week, it had better be in their plans now. So, and honestly, it's a good thing that these leaks happened if there was no plan for a USB disk drive. Which, and I don't yeah. even care about new games being uh, digi- being like digital only versus physical. I care explicitly because there are 360 games that I can only play on my Xbox Series X right now because it has a disc reader. I literally just played Fear.
6: hmm
0: <laughs>
4: Right? Like, in the last week and a half, I played a game that you can only get physically.
0: Yeah, I agree. Right? Um, what I would say, though, is, I mean, that goes up, that timeline, that general futuristic roadmap goes to, what, 2030 if I'm not mistaken? Yeah,
4: it goes up to 2030 and it was talking about their next generation which is supposed to come out in 2028 was what it, where it was on the roadmap. And this is old. Maybe they've already pivoted from that and they didn't need our feedback. Uh, If they did need our feedback to know that we need a USB disk drive for their console, that's fine. They needed the feedback. They got the feedback before this shit happens. USB uh, disk drive. All I want. Solves every problem I have. And then I'd actually personally love the Xbox Design Labs to move into custom printing of uh, Mm Blu-rays and just sell them at a marked up price and and sell physical copies for collectors. Uh, Because... I'm not a big fan of the concept of physical games going away as an option because it, how do, how do I word this? It is always good to have a secondary market for things in mm-hmm. any kind of ecosystem ever. So having a secondary market where you can buy and sell games, even if it's just a collector's market, even if the prices are significantly higher than they are now for games, like, I like things like limited run that do the the, right. the limited runs of indie games. If Microsoft wants to open its own limited run thing for its games in the future, and the only way you can get them physical is like through a like collector's.
3: Mm -hmm. style
4: thing that's fine to me but that option should always exist for people who want that form of physical media and that's not even and and it's not even just a um like like when you when you convert it from being like the the primary source because physical used to be the primary source of getting games it's no longer on xbox it's almost entirely digital on playstation it's mostly digital on nintendo it's mostly physical Mm-hmm. On PC, it's entirely, well, I don't want to say entirely, but, like, it's, like, 99.9% it,
0: If I'm to be fair to Microsoft, uh, though, um, I mean, this is just, like, we don't know the full context. No, no, we, You're don't, not showing we don't everything. know the
4: full context. And that's why I'm not actually complaining, complaining here. Like, I'm not, that's why I'm not, conde- like, I don't want to s- condemn them for anything. And I don't want, I, I I want to say just strongly, like, hey, if you weren't thinking about making a, a, a USB disk drive. Just yeah. make a USB disk drive. Because
0: they've and, been pretty good yeah. with things. So that's why I, I, yeah. I want to give them the benefit here because I will too.
4: Yeah. And and even if they said hey because of that leak we pivoted and we're going to have and like when they announced the stuff in the future, right? And they're like, hey, because of that leak we realized you know that like we this was a massive oversight on our part. And because, because of your great feedback we have uh we, we made sure that this was you know that you're still going to be able to play these great games. And I'd love for them, because like right now I would assume that selling the physical games is actually kind of a like break even or loss point because of all the money that's lost with the distributors and right. the logistics of shipping them and producing them. You move it to a collector space. Like we see with modern music or I... film is in this weird spot where like there are plenty of people who buy the the physical stuff for for like uh movies and stuff still but like music music's in this spot where it is it is largely a collector's audience like most people don't buy cds anymore um uh most people you, you know like like the, the collector's audience is actually now largely the um the whatchamacallit's the why am i blanking on the word things that not cassettes uh big black spinny disc that vinyls them, yeah vinyl thank you brain hurt um <laughs> like vinyls are a huge collector's market today you know what i mean they they make brand new vinyls for stuff video game soundtracks get released on vinyl right
0: oh
6: yeah i got and a that's halo I'd 4 like one <laughs> to
4: see physical games go to right and so to hear the phrase, all digital ecosystem kind of makes me sad, and my, my feedback towards it would be, you're missing the potential for a great collector's market that you could lean into, but you treat it like a collector's market and not like a, um, and not like a proper, not like a massive distribution model. Does that, does that make sense? Like- Yeah, it, yeah I see
0: what you're saying. It's, it's...
4: Not, it's not that they're pivoting to being primarily digital. They are primarily digital right now. And they have been since Game Pass. It's that yeah. the, I, I'm not a fan of the killing of digital outright because we haven't killed fi- or killing of physical outright. That we haven't killed physical in like anything, right? I don't Music think still has physical. It's it's just largely a, a niche collector's market.
0: I don't think you'll go to that personally. Um, And and I
4: hope that that, if they get any feedback out of this whole situation, it's that, hey, hey. It's like the one negative thing I saw in all of this personally. The rest of it was, I thought was was great. Right.
1: Yeah. No, I, for me, I'm right there with you. Like, if they kill, try to kill off physical, that would be like extremely disappointing. It'd be sad. And like, we think about like the gaming collector's market right now, just, with older older generations it's massive like it's grown and especially over the pandemic it exploded and everything and there's a huge market for them to tap into right there so it would just be i think it would be a bad move for sure and it's also about just like game preservation like you said there are certain games you can only play from the 360 era before that yeah
4: yeah yeah and it keeps those games preserved i'm not a big I got into a huge fight with a couple of people online about game preservation. Physical doesn't preserve games any better than uh, DRM digital, in my opinion, because if you're not producing the hardware and you're not continuously producing the physical disc media, you're eventually going to run into the problem where people who actually want to play these games aren't going to be able to afford it. And then you're not really preserving it for anyone. You're, maybe some high-end wealthy collectors can do stuff right yeah but there'll be a day where like you you can't go out and get these old systems and the old cartridges and like cartridges stuff corrodes discs rot eventually Mm -hmm. um they they get laser burn uh laser readers die and like i'm like okay i get it you know we're still People so who are far from game that. game preservation, though. being mad that physical is going away, that makes sense because physical is a method of preserving.
0: But again, not judging, not solution. to interrupt, not to interrupt, yeah. uh, uh, Chris here. But again, like judging by their roadmap, though, like again, that again, yeah, we're talking yeah, about yeah. like twenty thirty, and we again, we don't even yeah,
3: we, know we, we don't, what we don't
4: have the full picture, and yeah. that, so I can only we can only comment on what what's on there. That's why I'm not being hypercritical. Yeah, um it,
3: To point out the obvious, they don't want to repeat 2013 either. Yeah, right. And so, (laughs) yeah, has the (laughs) option.
4: Any any feedback they're getting now is good, and that's why I'm willing to be critical now because any feedback that anyone at Microsoft hears about any of this Mm. is a good thing, right? If we're upset with something, we should talk about why we're upset, because we are at the point right now where nothing is set in stone. The console's not coming out for five years, right? A little bit more, probably like five years and two months, right? It'll be coming out in November of 20 28. And mm. if there's something you don't like on that roadmap that you saw that we weren't supposed to see, you should talk about it now because there's a chance we can we could have the, the absolute perfect generation where everyone's happy. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, <laughs> so most far, of what but... I
4: saw, I'd be perfectly, ex- exceptionally happy with.
0: I'm happy this generation and, right now, but... Yeah, you're, I, right, I you're
4: right, you're right, you're um, right. And we, the reason we have a generation right now is exactly what Centurion said. Microsoft's great at pivoting. When when they hear that fans don't like something, like TV, 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 which, to be fair, I actually did like TV, 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 but I was in a minority. <laughs> uh um, yeah, yeah. I liked picture-in-picture, picture, okay?
1: Snap, snap was the only good thing there. Snap that was so
4: good! <laughs>
0: Well um, again not to retread stuff but I mean I liked what they showed they yeah. just they just went yeah. a little I just it, like it just um, got memed into it, it got like, memed yeah. and
4: uh I they're they're the, they're the king of pivoting when pivoting's do. like they don't stick to bad business decisions that people don't like they no they do things that people like. That's one of the things I like under Phil Spencer's regime, right? Like they haven't done VR because, well, VR hasn't proven that people love it. There's a niche market that really likes it, but the amount of development you got to put in for that niche market is at this time not worth it. So instead, what did they do? They invested in a cheaper way for people to enjoy all their games. Um, And they -hmm. invested in studios to make that happen, right? And so I'm just like, yeah, and that, that's where I'm like, hey, Microsoft, the only thing I didn't like from all your leaks was the disk. Just give me a disk drive. It doesn't the have only, to be in the system. Just give it. Just the give only
1: me thing that drive. does have me a bit thinking that it could happen in next gen where they just cut the disk drive completely is if we've seen those numbers uh, recently about how 75% of the Xbox is oh, yeah, 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 in the Series yeah. S. So uh, they're looking it, well, at their numbers, and they know that, you know, What's the loss if they do cut the disc drive? It probably right. and, isn't going to be very big.
4: And that's exactly what PlayStation's seeing with the. Well, we yeah. have the. We haven't had a formal announcement yet, but we've had the the leaks from one of the most credible leakers on the planet, Mister Tom Henderson, right? Mm. Yeah. Man, man leaked this console almost the same time he leaked the Q Light, which is now the 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 weird handheld thing that's name I can never remember. Um, he he leaked that that they're moving to an all digital model with an optional USB attached disk drive because they, they at least with PlayStation, they're seeing that they have a a market for that. They have a large enough market where it would be sustainable to, to keep selling disks, but it would be cheaper to sell their consoles without the disk drive in it and Mm -hmm. then sell the disk drive most likely at a markup. And the disk drive is also a profit point now, right? Like that, that's, that's that model. And if you're, if that makes you upset, it, listen it is what it is that's the exact same thing i wish microsoft would do and it's not even because i think they even need to produce physical games in the future but there are games that they have made backwards compatible that are physical only and i personally i I, like my backlog is evident that i really care about being able to play (laughs) those games right yeah of
0: course
4: like um like fear i literally played in the last two weeks and the only way you can play it right now on xbox is with a disc drive and so yeah. that's where i'm like i, I just want the disc drive
0: I it's guess. a treat that, yeah. that's
4: it that's it um and, but people who are going off and being like microsoft does, you know blah, blah 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 i'm like motherfuckers I, I, I can't put a ps3 game in my ps5 you know how no. much I've begged for that for my Ratchet and Clank games, my dear, dear Ratchet and Clank games to be playable on that system? Right.
6: A
0: little. <laughs>
6: irony, People need
4: to no. quiet their mouths when they talk about game, when they when they go off on Microsoft for needing like patches for the 360 games. I'm like, yeah, cool. They need patches for the 360 games. You know what I have to do to play my PS3 games? Pull out my old-ass PS3. <laughs> or- you know what I don't want to do? That. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm or like, you can I'm sign like, up to the highest tier of ps plus and oh. use their ps3 streaming <laughs> no it sucks I, ha- yeah. I I am on
4: ps plus premium for 2024 yeah. november 2024 the streaming is horrible at least where i live <laughs> like i must be far right. from a data center my, my rtt time is awful but like When people are going, Microsoft doesn't care about the games they made backwards compatible. Look at this. I'm just kind of like, uh, there's that ice cube looking confused picture. That's me because I'm like, Nintendo only does it through their subscription service. Not a single cartridge or anything works on that. And not a single disc will work in your PS5. PS1 and select PS2 games will never work because they don't have the the right type of laser reader to read CDs. Because mm. PS1 games were all on CDs, PS2 games if they were the blue disc, those are CD discs, whereas the the silver discs are DVDs. Um, the DVDs would work in a PS5 if they had a proper emulator. And I'm like, if we're gonna cast a stone, why are we casting a stone at the company that tried?
3: Mm. right? Because it's Xbox.
4: Ugh. Yeah, yeah, because it's Microsoft. And to be fair, there's some shit that's wrong with like, like the like. There's no reason the Series X should require an internet connection to actually set it up. Um, I suppose like there are some there are some pain points that I do agree with most of those people on, but like,
0: well, again, when I it comes to that that issue, any yeah,
4: about uh, towards the towards the 360 emulation process, when they're the only ones who even tried to make that generation survive, right? besides a pc doesn't count and that's microsoft anyways because windows has fantastic mm. compatibility features inside windows but like I, I, it baffles me that that conversation online actually baffled me how people could be upset that microsoft's 360 emulators uh, is lacking when it's the only emulator of that generation officially supported on a, on a modern system
0: mm-hmm. it,
4: it boggles my my, my mind
0: now Again, I know that there's a lot to go over with the emails and everything. Yeah, um, that was all I need. <laughs> no, no, no. And I, I hear where you're coming from, yeah. Crusader. Uh, that being said, uh, probably a good idea yeah, to great. just, uh, uh, I just want to h- see if anybody else has uh, any last comments about the emails before we move on to any uh, or the next topic. Oh, all right. Just making sure, guys, just making sure I know that there's a lot to cover. Uh, But that said, um, guys, guys, let's move on to the next topic. And uh, honestly, great crowd tonight. Really happy to see everybody here in the chat. Guys, smack that like button and share out the show. We're having a really awesome discussion here. Um, Yeah, guys, let's talk some Tokyo Game Show because, yeah, that was a thing. That happened uh, this week. It's come and gone, and Xbox had a pretty decent showing this year with a bunch of uh, partners announcing things coming to the ecosystem, Xbox Game Pass, so on and so forth. Uh, General MLD, why don't you uh, take the helm here? There were certainly uh, like a few nice announcements for Xbox. Did anything really catch your
3: eye? Um, yeah, there was actually a few few things that caught my eye. Like It wasn't like uh, in... in the June showcase level of announcements, but it does show that they are taking Japan seriously and, and and it shows like, of course you have like Forza, they have like Japan track to show that. Yeah. There is appeal with this game, with that crowd fall 76. um, It was mentioned before elder Scrolls online is gained localization. Fantastic. But for me, it was they're, they're going hard on the game pass route and a lot of Japanese support that way. Um, Ace Attorney trilogy on Game Pass. um uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Uh Den Chronicle Hundred Heroes. It's like a turn-based game, kind of like pixel, kind of graphics, coming to Game Pass. Octopash, Octopath Traveler Two. I think that was their their big announcement. Not in the game itself. I mean, it's a great game. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's just showing that they're deepening their relationship with Square again. Whatever they lost contact with over the over the last few years they're gaining it back starting with final fantasy uh the mmo and now this game and i feel like it's just the beginning we're gonna see more square games that have missed xbox come to xbox and hopefully game pass as well that would be a nice bonus in the future there too but i think the highlight for me is just sega and xbox are very cozy cozy here like you got uh, like a dragon, uh, man who erased his name, like a dragon Ishin, uh, both on both coming to Game Pass. Uh, they showed uh, Persona 3 Reload and Persona 5 Tactica, both coming to Game Pass. Which again, like Persona on Xbox is still a relatively new concept. It's uh, it skipped Xbox for the longest time, and here we are, day one Game Pass releases here. So I don't know, like I'm I've always been pro. Uh, xbox acquiring sega like it it, to me it just makes sense like i I feel like there's got to be an end point beyond just doing these deals because they're going harder with these game pass deals with sega than any other japanese publisher and i feel like yeah like they see xbox is a good thing here and they're not going to mess it up if anything they're going uh, they're going deeper they're doubling down I mean, I just see it's just a good mix. They have a lot of IP, a lot of fantastic games. Uh, nothing like Call of Duty level of success, but still respected games in the in the community. Um, yeah, Japanese support. They own a mobile arm now. They own Rovio now, so it just fits. And I think that uh, I don't want to speculate too much, but it's th- this is a very good sign of what Xbox is going to do and pursue uh, post ABK. So good, good times ahead. But in the end, we benefit because these are on Game Pass Day 1. And the, we, the consumer, it's it's our win in the end. And also, uh, the final game that caught my interest was Pal World. The more I see it, the more I'm interested here. So it's Xbox and PC exclusive right now. I mean, at the moment anyway. But things like multiplayer, base building, uh, weapons, because you know it's Pokemon with guns, right? and faction leaders so i don't know like as an adult uh, who grew up on pokemon i f- i feel like this is a, a kind of game that nintendo would never do but something that i would very much like because it's just it just combines a lot of things i like about pokemon but just uh, takes up a notch with just themes that nintendo wouldn't do so in the end i feel it was a, it was a good showing Again, not earth shattering, but it does show they care. They are deepening their ties with Japanese uh, uh, publishers, and uh, I'm looking forward to what what happens, ne- what, <clears throat> what happens next.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean there are
0: a few things that I, I kind of expected. I mean, maybe not at, like the timing of things, but for example, I always talk about like Sweary 65, Suda 51, and they're very friendly with xbox the uh and the studios that they come from so i'm not surprised that you would see like a game like hotel barcelona get announced oh yeah Uh, right right so that you know that's something i mean it is kind of wacky i'm still not sure about it but you know cool little game i'm with you on pal world as well i think that looks like a pretty neat concept uh i don't want to say more adult pokemon but it's definitely an interesting well, the take. The
3: guns are pretty adult, I guess. <laughs>
0: yes, yes. <laughs> um, you know, but there's a lot of things there that I think would work. That works very well, uh, especially with Xbox 2. You know, huge, uh, you know, multiplayer game for sure. Um, Octopath Path Traveler two coming to Xbox platforms. Very, very good as well. Uh, Persona games. And again, there's a lot of other things too, uh, like I, Centurion had talked about the localization for Elder Scrolls Online. That's very big. Um, actually, speaking of Centurion, buddy, I mean, uh, you know, we got the Tokyo Game Show here. Um, again, any thoughts on these uh, announcements? I'm not saying it was like the biggest, best Tokyo Game Show there, but you know, certainly I would like, the, you know, there was some uh, good stuff here, I would think
2: so i did watch it um and for me it's not like sitting there like oh my god i need to know what's going like i need to play i'm not the biggest (laughs) consumer of games from that part of the world i'm just starting to dabble in those games like i just recently played zon one sword seven um i'm kind of also checking out some of the dragon ball z games and stuff like that i'm slowly kind of drifting into checking out games from that part of the world um that being said though my takeaway from the show is that I'm always interested in seeing exactly what Xbox is trying to do to basically get further ahead in a region of the world where they have not been very successful. Um, And as we can see that there is definitely an invested interest, not only from Xbox, but also Phil Spencer. I mean, he was there to start the show off. Um, It was also good to see some, a lot of developers are excited about being able to come to Xbox. Uh, They even said in the show that they're already seeing a large amount of developers that are very interested in wanting to be on Xbox. And they're all, uh, there's a large number of them that are excited about what Game Pass offers to them. Um, Hence, we're seeing a lot of like Yakuza Like a Dragon games uh, end up on Game Pass. So. It's definitely very good to see that Xbox is making, uh, some very big strides over there in that market. Um, and we just might start seeing Xbox actually becoming big competition, um, to Sony when it comes to getting some of those games that Sony is so famous for having on their platform and that Xbox is going to start kind of, uh, Showing that, you know, people will play your game over here, too. Don't think they won't. And that just maybe Xbox will start being able to kind of like put some pressure um, on Sony and maybe just start really driving competition, which all benefits us all in the end.
0: Agreed. I mean, again, I can't say that, uh, this was the most exciting conference for me because I'm like, I'm like you sent, uh, again, I, I prefer, I, I don't,
2: mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, like if you're right, well, that's the thing. It's not really a show for people over here in the Western hemisphere. Uh, because the funny part is I actually happened to be uploading a youtube video when i got the notification that they had just turned on the live stream and it was like 2 33 o'clock in the morning
4: it was it was six o'clock in the the evening there times it was like i think it was like three o'clock for three or four o'clock for me
2: yeah that's why i'm just saying like (laughs) that like i mean like you you I, this is one you definitely catch on the replay because if yeah. you're catching it live, you are either in that time zone or you really love those styles of games. Um, but, I, you know, like it, like I was saying, it's just really good to see that Xbox uh, sticks with it. Like the ABK deal, uh, they had to stick with it to get that over the finish line. And Xbox knows that there is a lot of work to be done to get a lot more eyes on the brand over there in Japan, but they are definitely sticking with it, and they are slowly but surely making headway towards that goal. All
0: right. All right. Fair. Fair. Uh, Plume, I mean, I'm pretty sure you caught the uh, details from uh, Tokyo Game Show. I'm not sure if you uh, watched any of the highlights, but I, I think you covered it in a video or so. Like, I don't know. What do you think of it?
1: Yeah, no, I, I saw um, the announcements that they did. I thought I thought overall it was, it was a good show. I mean, they had lots of interesting games that I'm going to be checking out, games that I've previously played, um, dabbled in stuff, and a game like Octopath Traveler 2, I think that one was i'm happy it's coming to xbox but that's one that was kind of odd when they first announced octopath traveler 2 because the first game i played and that was on it was on xbox and it was also an xbox game pass so it's skipping xbox initially it was kind of weird but it's good now that it's there uh the hotel barcelona to me looks like it's going to be a ton of fun that's definitely right up my alley for a game i want to play and then they had a bunch of other stuff but i think the main takeaway from this entire show which it, why I thought it was a good show was all of those Game Pass announcements like the Phoenix Wright game, the Like a Dragon uh, Ishin, and Um the man who erased his name. Those are going to be big games coming and it kind of shows the that relationship between Xbox and Sega and just kind of how strong it is that they're getting so many of their games into Game Pass and now a big one coming on day one and it's, it's out in November and that's going to help also with kind of ending off the year for xbox game pass after force and motorsport releases in october you're going to have big games releasing still going into the end of 2023 so i think that's, that's very cool to see um and then the the Iden chronicles game uh that i played the spin-off that they made which was like a hack and slash game so it's cool that, that one's coming out to game pass as well but overall i just think like it definitely shows the progress of xbox in japan getting developers on board showing them how successful games can be if they drop them into game Pass. the amount of people that will be able to play them and if i mean i don't live in japan i'm not japanese but i feel like you're if you're looking at this list from their perspective there's probably just a ton to be excited about even with like the persona games dropping day one who would have ever seen that coming a couple of years ago when they were just completely missing uh, the platform and as we know at the beginning of this generation there was a lot that came out about phil spencer really wanting to grow there and kind of get higher um in the mind share of japanese gamers and i think they've done a lot of work and besides the show itself i think after the show there was a q a and there's a lot of interesting stuff that came out of that one of the things that has me excited going forward for xbox in japan was phil talking about them working with developers um for big triple a games from that region that are going to be making its way onto the platform and getting back to like the xbox 360 era when they had like the lost odysseys and the blue dragons and the tales of asperia all those uh exclusive uh, japanese games on, on xbox 360 so i think honestly it was a great showing and i feel like they've just been continuously improving in at the TGS and, and in Japan since the beginning of this generation
0: mm-hmm. yeah I mean that was very telling comments there's actually quite a few little tidbits uh, coming out uh, towards the end there Um, you know for them to work on games like a lost odyssey again would be I mean, very nice. Cause lost odyssey is one of those. I don't know if I would call it a cult classic. Uh, I would say like to, to, the people who play through it, like it's beloved by them. I know that I yeah. uh, definitely has an audience. Um, yeah. blue dragon as well. I would say, um, I mean, there's nothing else like it on Xbox unless you play like a dragon ball game, but it's not the same. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, definitely not. Um, that being said, though, I mean, well, we know that they're working with Japanese uh, publishers and developers, you know, whether they be small or big. That's uh, I mean, we even heard, what was it, months ago that, uh, you know, they were teaming up with Platinum again, um, unofficially. Yeah. But, you know, apparently that's a thing. I mean, apparently there's uh, some meat to that, <laughs> whether it's uh, scale bound or not. Again, who knows? But, uh, you know, I-, I could see them doing something with Platinum again. Um,
4: Bro, they can't. Even if it's scale bound, they can't call it scale bound. They can't. <laughs> there's, there's too much. There's too much. It's like Half Life Three, right? It'll never make anyone happy because of everyone's vision for a game that should have come, that was supposed to come fine. out like a decade ago. It can be
0: called bounded scale then. Yeah, bounded like, they,
6: scale. it can't. There they you have go. to
4: totally, re- even if it's the same basic game, they have to totally rebrand scale bound at this point. <laughs> it's 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 xbox's (laughs) half-life (laughs) three
0: hey thimber hey we said the same thing nice buddy (laughs) um yeah it's um who knows at this point but it is no 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 it is exciting i'm just curious when we'll start seeing uh more of these like again first party japanese games i'll be very curious about that um shockley buddy i know you had to go in and out uh A little while back, but uh, again, like, did you catch the news from the Tokyo Game Show? And uh, if not, you know, what are your thoughts on it?
5: Yeah, it's it's really good to see like the continued uh, support. Obviously, we've seen where they've done cool things, where they've gotten Octopath Traveler, like the first one, and then the ball kind of be dropped of like, why do not we get the second one? It's like, well, you can't really just base off of sales because there wasn't any playstation sales but they they got the second one so it's like it was just kind of weird of like why I, I guess you made the deal with that. xbox to make like probably some nice money back like, i'm sure but uh it was just so weird to like go from there and then like okay no xbox now now we're gonna do playstation after not doing playstation <laughs> like their whole mixed messaging just doesn't make any sense kind of like we we went over last week um but it was cool to see that continued uh getting japanese devs not only on support for the platform but also jumping on board of like hey you could actually use game pass again what people kind of forget with what game pass that other devs can do that are multi-platforms is they can use game pass as kind of an amplifier for other platforms so like hey look at persona
3: 3
5: A lot of people know Persona 4 Golden or the, you know, probably more so Royal uh, that's been, or Persona 5 that's been a big hit, Um, more so I'd say like mainstream with that one. Um, But for this game to go into Game Pass Day 1, people probably give this, you know, more of a shot than if it wasn't, you know, if you just had to go out and buy it. So that can be an amplifier to get it on other platforms. Persona probably doesn't need it at this point, but... Um, Even so, you could do it for other games. Um, You know, say there's a new uh, game that they want to get out that's maybe a new IP, you can get that ball rolling, kind of like what we saw with stuff like Outriders. Like when Outriders came to Game Pass, it amplified that game, you know, probably tenfold of what it was expected to do before that announcement. Because no one was talking about about that game on Twitter. And then the second that announcement came out, It was non-stop, you know, people talking about Outriders. And then people were playing it and like, oh, well, that actually game looks pretty cool. People on Xbox were just playing it because it's in their library. And then a lot of people started getting on it. And that's what everybody was like playing for, which felt like for a few weeks or months. Um, So that can amplify the sales and just get the word out. So some of these, uh, you know, newer IP, um, like even Chronicles, which I think was kind of like a take on like, a spinoff of not spinoff but like uh uh and the breadth of like suikoden i believe but um,
4: yeah it was inspired by it
5: yeah so like this any new stuff like that or if you want to do a spinoff like when they did uh so like a dragon you know doing like a new spinoff from their ip um, or just stuff like that in general so it can be used as a tool but it's also good for xbox to be able to get, get these devs on board continue to support, uh, not just be like, Hey, we tried it. We, you know, we brought you Octopath, um, but Hey, the rest aren't coming. And that's what kind of hurts the Xbox platform or the one thing that holds it back is just like the inconsistency when it comes to Japanese devs. Cause then you kind of have to feel like, Hey, well, I almost have to have this, another console as a side piece, like play like a switch. It's like, obviously you don't just have a Switch. Like people usually don't just have that and nothing else. They either have like a game PC or a PlayStation with it. You need something else because you're gonna miss out on a ton of content if you're only playing like on the Switch. So same thing with this, if you're only playing on Xbox in the past, you're missing out on a ton of Japanese, just games that you won't see that they'll just completely skip platform. And then when they do come, you're like, well, you know, okay, maybe you buy it, but, or maybe you're just not into those games as much because, you, you know, they never come to the platform. Or, like myself, when they do, I'm like, well, I obviously have a PlayStation for those. I'll continue to just buy, like, Final Fantasy. I already own it on PlayStation. So, Crisis Core was finally coming to Xbox. But, guess what? I'm probably not going to buy the spinoff of Crisis Core, or, you know, Crisis Core on my Xbox when I have all the rest of the Final Fantasy, uh, IP on or Final Fantasy seven IP on PlayStation. It just doesn't from my OCD wouldn't allow me to do that. Um, just like that doesn't make any sense to me. So, so then it's like, Hey, I own an Xbox and I'm main on Xbox, but I didn't buy it there. So, Oh, it looks like that, you know, Xbox gamers aren't playing it. No, we're probably just buying it on other platforms. Cause a lot of people have Playstations that have an Xbox. Not vice versa. People that a lot of people that have PlayStation don't have an Xbox. So um so that's what they kind of have to remember, but they also when there's that inconsistency, that's when you get it's like, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't, if I put the games out there and then I'm like, oh, after one game you didn't buy it? Okay, well no, you have to keep going. Otherwise people are just gonna be go like, Well, I'm never gonna see this uh, dev or, or publisher. They just, you know, again, I'm not going to expect to get, you know, some of these games or when they do, it's like a year later and it's like, well, I already bought it on something else or a year later. So it doesn't have the, you know, announcement, the pull when the game first dropped or the hype around it. Um, so it's getting buried be- behind other stuff now since that adver- you know, advertisement's been spent and gone. Um stuff like that so So it's good to see that more consistent at least we're not waiting forever for octopath traveler 2. Um, hopefully more of these games just come day and date like we're seeing game uh persona 3 coming to game pass not only xbox day and date it's coming to game pass day and date which is wild Um, so just that continues support and looks like they're you know doing the work that they've been saying hey we need to talk to you know Japanese devs and all this, and it seems like in the past that it's like I hear you talking to them, but nothing's really coming of it. Um So hopefully this mm-hmm. just continues, and I'd be I would love if they would get some of the Sega's older IP. If they could just like, hey, we haven't seen somehow Shinobi's just gone. I get it. There's other Ninja games, but it, you know if you go back and play like even Shinobi on the PS2, there's not really a game like that. Ninja Gaiden's kind of like close but even that just didn't have the same style like that game's still one of my like favorite even though it was kind of like got a i think a 70 or something on it got a very average terrible score because it was kind of difficult but uh but they they need to take some of those ip that just that sega has a ton of and then like hey maybe we can like they're already talking to a a lot lot of japanese devs and getting support Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm sure there's there's people that love some of those AIP that would like kind of like what they did with Killer Instinct. Hey, find somebody that's you know devs that are super passionate about that that would jump on board that in a heartbeat because I'm sure yeah. there is in Japan. If you and that's how you could also get some talent you know that you're missing out on that normally just goes to PlayStation or like how that uh what was it how that just got bankrolled and then almost yeah basically taken away from uh i guess not taken away but it was planned to come to uh, pc and xbox so stuff like that just i want secure and but that's what's been great about um what we've seen from these uh relationships building up with these japanese devs that seems like we're gonna get more of those and more consistently so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, i mean if i was a betting man i would say take a look at I think it's called Unseen Studios. Uh, do you remember that developer that was? Uh, I think she like showed she helped show off like Evil Within and Ghost War Tokyo. Ikumi Nakamura, uh, uh, she you know, the, the the cute like Japanese developer, and everybody just had you know like really liked her her personality, and she went to go form that uh, studio Unseen. I, I I don't know. I can just imagine because she had worked for Tango I I could see something happening there, um maybe like a you know a link there because of uh Tango GameWorks but meh, we'll see we'll see that's why I would put money on, uh Crusader why don't you round us off here with your thoughts of the Tokyo Game Show,
6: Pow World Pow World
0: Pow
4: <laughs> World. Uh, right, so the first time I saw that game I thought it was garbage. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm gonna be hundred percent honest. First time I saw it I was like I was just, this is trash right. And then okay. they kept showing it, and it kept looking better and better and better, um, to the point where like my friends and I are all really excited to play it in January. Um, it looks ridiculous, uh, and uh, so Pocket Pair is really interesting because they also made a game called Craftopia. Some people might remember that. It's also a game. I don't know if it's still in Game Pass. It launched in Game Pass. It was an Xbox and. PC exclusive from Japan as well.
0: I think I remember.
4: It's a very similar structured game. In fact, this is more like... Uh, uh, this new um, the, the new game, uh, Power World, is more like Craftopia with Pokemon in it, to be honest with you. Um, but I'm really, really excited for that game. Um, it looks so... so I, I show the trailers to everyone, and they're like, this... This looks like something Nintendo would sue, but it also looks better visually than like the all of the Switch Pokemon games. Um, it, it was it was it's like the most random thing. Like that, I remember it showed up in in one of Microsoft's summer. I think was it last year's summer showcase? Might have even been before that. And I was just like, I, I want this game. I I, I want it. Um, I was so. I, 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 it looks like I don't have to give away a copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I didn't think I would. I I really didn't think it would be there. In fact, I I told everyone as much. Um, That's why I was willing to do the giveaway. Uh, I, I think it'll be there. I, I think that there's a chance for that for next summer. Cause Phil has been really coy on the final fantasy talk. They asked him, they were like, what about games like final fantasy 16 or the final fantasy seven remake? And he was like, that's on square to announce things, but we're really happy with like announcing final fantasy 14 and Octopath. And we have a lot of work to do with square. Um, the Octopath. I, I was actually shocked that Octopath was the game announced, and not the Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters. I thought the Pixel Remasters were a shoe in. Uh, I was a little shocked the Pixel Remasters weren't there. Octopath is a great is a is a great 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 get. Um from what I've heard from everyone I know that's played the Octopath games. The first one's great and the second one is like the Mass Effect 2 of Octopath. Like the second one is like the perfection of what they did in the first one. So uh if you're a big fan of JRPGs, i uh, play Octopath 2 when it uh, hits Xbox or play it wherever it's available now if you have those systems. I, I'm not going to judge you. Um the uh th- there was some other stuff at at TGS um uh, I'm trying to think that there was a couple other games that they weren't at the Xbox event but they were shown they were announced for Xbox that was shocking but I can't think of any of them off the top of my head um the the the, the Yakuza game uh, I was shocked that the the yeah, the was it uh, like a Dragon Gaiden the man who erased his name that's the one that's coming to Game Pass Correct. Because infinite wealth wasn't announced for yeah. Game Pass.
1: No, yeah, that's the that's the one that's coming. That one and, and uh like a dragon
4: Like a dra- yeah, like a dragon issue and Gaiden who lost the man who lost his name or, or erased his name are the two that are coming, right? Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah.
4: Um because those are those are both and I'm not shocked that uh uh the the man who erased his name is coming to, to Game Pass. It's not a mainline Yakuza game, it is one of the spin-off ones. Um, I believe it's set in between... It's supposed to link the events of, like, 6, 7, and 8, which Infinite Wealth is 8, yes, I think. Because the, they're, they're using the numbering scheme in Japan, but they're using, in the West, they're using uh, uh, subtitled names now instead of numbers. Because hmm. like uh, yeah. Yakuza must... Like a Dragon was 7. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Infinite Wealth is 8. And the the the, the off one's supposed to bridge the gap, and so that's really cool to see. I keep t- I, and we've we've already said it a, a ton in the show, but Microsoft is building a huge relationship with Sega Atlas, huge. And I say Sega Atlas because Atlas is technically a separate publisher under Sega, not unlike Bethesda. It, I mean, it's a it's it's a little bit different, but like Atlas is its own little publishing arm as well as a studio under under Sega. Because um, like Atlas is publishing that uh, that game with the, that looks awesome, a JRPG that looks awesome, but it has the horrible unicorn name, Unicorn Overlord.
0: Okay, all right.
4: Um, that, that there's a little bit more of that shown at the what call it, but like that's coming to Xbox. That was announced uh, at a the Nintendo at the Nintendo Direct, um, was it last week or the week before? Um, but like that's coming to Xbox, um, and so to keep seeing more and more and more and more stuff from Sega just nothing's like skipping Xbox now from from any of Sega's stuff and like a lot of stuff is coming to Game Pass especially the the riskier stuff the spin-offs the the newer IPs and that like Capcom's doing that too right like the with like Exo Primal and there there was that other IP shown at the the Microsoft conference this summer it, it's the that capcom's doing i can't think of what it was called but like the the japanese studios like at least some of the major ones seem to be going hey we're gonna put some of our back catalog games into into game pass to see how they do as a back catalog we're gonna put some of our riskier new games into game pass uh, yeah, Exo, Prime, Thimber, Exo Primal launched, but there was another one announced at the showcase this summer that I can't think of what it's called. It, it was it was a Capcom game announced this summer.
0: Um, mm. Can't remember off the top yeah, of my head.
4: But, like, there's a lot of really cool stuff. I, I was a little whelmed by, sh- by Xbox's part in the showcase overall. And I think that's mostly because last year was actually, like, a banger. Right? Last year they had like a billion and a half ports announced of games that just had skipped Xbox, but they they got, okay. or they were games that like in the deep past had skipped Xbox, but they were getting remastered now for everywhere, and they were going to include Xbox, like the the um, uh, Nino Cooney games, um, uh, the 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 fighting game. I, what's the There's a couple fighting games like Blaz Blue, um What was the other one? Um,
0: now. I have to just interject. Did yeah. any of you guys see uh, like Aaron and Phil like uh, with uh, Kojima there?
4: Yeah, I, I, and that was another thing. Like that, that was actually they they tweeted that they were with Kojima like a week before. Like Kojima tweeted pictures with them, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, maybe we're gonna get a tease for his game, and like. You know, they were just but, they happened to be in Japan, so they probably scheduled visiting his studio to check up on the game at the same time that they were going there for the conference, which makes total
0: sense. Well, did you see uh Aaron with uh Keely? No. Yeah, he was uh visiting uh I forget what location in Japan, but Aaron Greenberg was with uh Jeff Keely. Listen,
4: now you're now you're making me you're setting up my expectations for the game awards, and I don't like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I'm just saying, considering, like, what was it? A month or two ago, they were posting pictures of, like, Xbox marketing with Kojima. Yeah. Like, and it again, was... E- I, yeah.
4: I kind of thought he would be... I, I kind of thought they would throw him in on stage and have him, like, reveal things. I don't want to say reveal the game, but reveal things about the game. Cause Kojima's weird, right? Like, Kojima could tell you, what, for speak for, like, six hours, and it would kind of enthrall you about, like, what his game's going to be without showing you the game or even telling you the name of it, like the the man, I, I think missed his calling to be a movie director, but like he makes great games, um, and I, I you know I, I did expect it. This is because of like all of the, the the marketing lineup. I was like, oh, they're actually going to be doing something with him soon. Nah, maybe game awards, um, but uh. But yeah, like, it was was on par with the Nintendo Direct and the state of play we got. Like, it it whelmed me largely because there wasn't anything... I I figured we'd get, like, one new, oh, wow, kind of thing from from Microsoft. And we got a bunch of, like, good, you're actually making sure that we're not missing the Japanese market, right? And so, like, it was Mm -hmm. a good showcase, but I wouldn't call it a great showcase. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Like, I wasn't disappointed not really but i wasn't like it wasn't anything close to um the kind of wow factor of like even the even the stuff they they showed at gamescom mm-hmm. does that make sense
0: no and that's fair but i think we have a lot of good things to look
6: forward yeah it was it was, a, it was
4: a it was a great showcase i was just uh i i was expecting a little bit closer to last year's tokyo game show from them Although, they're running out of things to port that aren't Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. Uh, The the Ace Attorney Chronicles were really good. There's, there's like... I think it's the original trilogy now that we need to beg Capcom to to port that skipped Xbox in the first place. But, like, both of the... We got the one announced for Game Pass, and then the other one, the the Apollo trilogy, was announced as coming to Xbox, which is awesome. It's awesome Mm -hmm. to see that, like... it, 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 like... It is fundamentally awesome to see the the, the publishers not skipping Xbox.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. No, and it's great. Um, I was looking at the clock here. I think I'm going to start winding sure. things down, guys. Um, I just want to make sure everybody has had their say. Anybody want to chime in on anything else regarding Tokyo Game Show? Yes, no?
4: Um. Uh, uh, Japanese devs. You know how I talked about first-party Japanese devs in the works? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Pocket Pair is they're looking at pocket pair that the power world people i mean that's two mm-hmm. games in a row that are xbox and pc exclusives that have launched day one into the game pass well i wouldn't be shocked
0: interesting all right all right we'll have to look more into that but uh, good call there's the uh, crusader um okay guys on that note gentlemen i believe that uh at this point we'll yeah we'll close things off and i'm surprised we got through all of it in the time that we did but we managed we managed pretty well and great chat here surrounding like the xbox leaks the uk cma turnaround and of course the news regarding the tokyo game show great turnout tonight certainly uh lively all all kinds of activity in the chat and, guys, if you enjoyed our uh, banter tonight, our broadcast, then please consider dropping a like, sharing out tonight's episode, and, of course, subbing to the channel if you're new here. All right, going over to the outros. Now, Plume Buddy, um, it was a real privilege uh, being able to have you on again. And, you know, with all this breaking news from the past week, uh, it was just awesome to be able to cover things with you. Uh, where can everybody follow you at?
1: Yeah, I know. It was great to be here. Thanks for having me on. There was a ton to talk about, I'm sure we'll, we'll still have lots to talk about next week, but you guys can follow me at uh, Plume Network on uh, YouTube and on X, Twitter, whatever you guys want to call it. Those are the two best places to uh, follow me.
0: All right. All right. Great stuff tonight, pal. Next, tr uh, TXR Crew starting off with General MLD. Buddy, hey, good stuff tonight. Where can everybody find you?
3: Oh yeah, good talk. You guys can find me at MLD Ghost on Twitter and gamertag Ghost MLD. So yeah, this was a great chat. Looking forward to the to the next one.
0: Indeed, indeed. Next up, uh, the Arizona man himself, Mr. Centurion, buddy. Great to have you back here. Uh, where can everybody find you?
2: Oh, it was great to be back, guys. Enjoyed the conversation. Uh, And as always, it's great to chat with our guest, Plume. Uh, Definitely love your content. Always being able to chat with you when I can. Uh, Thank you for being here tonight, good sir. For those interested in finding me, you can find me at Centurion1307, Xbox Live, Twitter, and, of course, on YouTube, where I publish there every couple of days. And you can also find me right here on the TXR podcast, 9 p.m. Eastern on Sundays And two hours before the start of this show, you can find me on Gaming Beyond the Box with Wilmy Hood and them over there.
0: All right. Yeah, guys, definitely check out uh, Wilmy's show. It's awesome. Um, Who else do we got here? Eric Shockley, buddy. Buddy, good stuff. Uh, You know, I thought you had some really awesome commentary, especially with the uh, Tokyo Game Show. Where can everybody find you?
5: Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shock Nero on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. Uh, But, yeah, good show tonight. Uh, Thanks to our guests for stopping by, and see you next week.
0: Well said, brother. All right, who else do we got here? The Crusader. Crusader, pal. Uh, Again, good stuff. Very insightful Uh, from your end. Where can everybody find you?
4: Yeah, you can find me at Crusader3456 on, like, most forms of social media and the gaming consoles um you'll see me raving about Deathloop this week because i started that and it's great
0: all right and of course you guys can find my content on youtube at invader gaming i'm slowly coming back with uh, some unboxings. still got some to upload but uh, yeah i'm making my way back you know starting to get more time to do things but yes excellent show tonight and we look forward to uh, seeing you all here uh next weekend because I don't know. It's hard to top this week, but uh, I'd imagine we would get some more news during this week. Yeah, we'll see what tomorrow uh, brings us. Later, guys. It's been a good one.